0: Hi guys, it's JD from Interest Critical. How are we doing today, tonight, or wherever we're at in the world? Today on d d After Dark, or tonight, or wherever you're at, we have the Grim DM from the Down Under. What's going and on? We have, <laughs> and we have the main, main Cujo, the What DM. up? Uh, links for their channels are going to be below. Uh, Grim, I'm going to put yours in after the video's in, so that way they can click on it.
1: Thanks a lot. Appreciate
0: it. Uh, no, thank you for joining us today. Uh, how's the weather there, by the way?
1: um well most of the country is no longer on fire it's actually rainy and overcast where i am i was lucky enough to not be near the fires but they're dealing with floods down south but i'm in the bedroom and i got the air
0: con on so
1: that tells you how cold it is here
2: <laughs> hey there you go
0: yeah well i'll take that over 30 degrees fahrenheit in a day of the
2: week <laughs> i just had it i just had to come home and switch my heat back on because it got cold for today but God. You know, yesterday we never- I went to work, it was 70-something, and then, you know, you get off of work and it's, you know, 45, so.
1: Yeah. We, we never use a heater here. We still get, like, 30 degrees Celsius in, in winter. But- hey, oh, no. Bill. In
0: We have Bill from Rope Stats. How are you We're doing fine. today, Bill? How are you? So, uh, okay. One thing I did want to talk about is I'm going to pop it up here if you guys can see it is how a player can help how the players can help the dungeon master run a successful session okay Mm -hmm. so like at my session i got one player that controls the music i give him free range i'm like whatever you think sets the mood do it no complaints it's so far he's been great just by doing that that'll help out that does like what do you what does your players do anything for you guys
1: I think a lot of DMs struggle with is players that don't keep track of things like their spells and what the spells do or yeah. abilities and that kind of thing. When you're a new player, you're learning the game. You know, everyone has to start somewhere. But I've played with people that have been playing the game for like ten years, and they're like, "Oh, you know, what's Magic Missile do again?" Like, come on! That you lose, you lose the like the the fun of a of a like a combat encounter, like if if, if dice are rolling and things and bodies are falling and it's really intense, that's great to keep going. But each player sort of needs to know their character, so know what's on the character sheet, what equipment they've got, etc., etc., etc.
3: Hey, zero. Hey,
2: fellas. Guys. Yeah, I would lean the same way, Graham. When he first when he first said that, that's the direction I was going until he started talking about players playing the music mm-hmm. now first off I would say yes um, having the char- the characters know their character know you know what spells they uh, got ready for the prepared for the day know how those spells work and all that good stuff and, and know their character so I'm not trying to help them but as far as helping the DM I would say, once At my table, I have, you know, I, I think I've showed some of you guys the um, initiative tracker that I have, and I kind of like give that to somebody um, once we roll initiative and we established it. Um, we got names on those little, car, uh, that little poll thing, and, um, you know, they can, someone can put it in order, and I have that on the table and they can turn it for me when I, I can see across the table, you know, whose turn it is. And it gives them an interaction, it gives them something to not be bored. Uh, if they're kind of just sitting there waiting and they feel engaged and then I actually make them, I just started making them name the monster. Like when they fought the grungs, uh, in my last session, I i don't like, I want to keep that element out of it. I say, you see some frog like creatures mm. that are brightly colored. What are you guys calling them? I mean, it's up to you guys. I'm not going to give you the name of them. I and mean, unless you know the name of them or you want to, you know, you, you might run into somebody and say, did you get attacked by grungs? Oh, what's a grung? What's oh, those little, oh, that's what they are. We call them little uh, slimy guys or whatever, you know, whatever they wanted to come up with them, you know, because they don't, you know, I just thought it was that the other little element that they just don't know what creature that was that they just fought. <laughs> it was just a monstrosity or, a, you know.
0: What about you,
4: Bill? So like i i showed you guys last time I, I i use uh uh game master 5 from lion's den which really kind of runs the game for me uh really the only thing that i ask my players to do um is to track their own hit points right like i i i'm yeah. not tracking their hit points um and i'm taking them at their word uh for their hit points but i would definitely agree so first off i would definitely agree yeah if you don't you know and we kind of talked about this last time too if you don't know your spells, right? Like if you don't know what your spells can do and you're you're looking it up on your turn, like you're literally just paging through the book, you you haven't planned that out, you know, as somebody else was going, then you really, you kind of get skipped. So I think the best thing that a player, I think the best thing that a player can do to help a game run smoother is to absolutely know their character, know what their character can do. And, you know, think about what you're going to do before that moment where it's your turn in initiative order, like you know, as as yeah. before you is going, you know, figure out figure out what you're gonna do, whatever whatever that is. So yeah, yeah. But I don't, in terms of, uh, you know, initiative tracking or things of that nature, I I rely heavily on technology to help me with that because you know you you have enough. I guess what I'm saying is you have enough to worry about sort of figuring out what your flavor text is gonna be, how you're setting a scene, um, you know, you're explaining to the characters what they're seeing and really making it clear what their options are. I uh, I I don't know. I I think I focus on a much uh I think that my game is probably more narrative in that perspective and and, and certainly less uh certainly less Mechanical, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Zero's just sitting there eating his popcorn with his new hat and new shirt on. <laughs> like, what, am I supposed to do? what are muffins would you doing?
2: <laughs> I bet she's eating popcorn. Yeah. Oh,
0: always. Look at that. <laughs> we should call him the popcorn DM. It's a healthy snack,
3: and then, trust oh, yeah. me, it's, it's a good alternative from my original candy bars and potato chips and mountain dew you know yeah, I, I can't I can't have that stuff anymore so popcorn it is
0: so zero how do you your players how do you uh, how do they help you during your session? well they don't for the most
3: part <laughs> um, and here's why um, and I'm gonna admit this openly and my whoever's watching my friends if you guys are watching, Don't don't take this the wrong way. I do love you guys, but um, I'm a bit of a control freak. So (laughs) I've run into situations where please just keep track of your hit points. And I, how many hit points do you have? Oh, like 30. I'm like, you just got hit like six times. How do you fucking have 30 hit points still? Oh, well, (laughs) I only got hit once. I'm like, no, fool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, And I've literally run across this many times with old players, new players, young players, and I've also run into a situation where it's like, you know, keep track of your initiative. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Everybody roll for initiative. The next thing you know, you know, um, I'm like, okay, whose turn is it? Everybody's looking at me like they're not sure who's, like, they don't, they're looking at me like I'm supposed to tell them. So I just decided at one point, I was like, all right, I'm going to take control of that stuff as simply as I could. I don't use digital you know i use my laptop at the game but i use it for book reference if i need to find something quick and mainly for music yeah um and i also have on my my desktop i'll have like a i have a posted app so i guess i do use something digital and on the Post-it app i type in you know initiatives hit point and that's all i do for everything is initiative hit points and saving throws and that's it because anything more involved and it's like bill said we have too many things to focus on and then like i said when i have players who you know it's not that it's their like i'm not saying that they're lazy or anything like that i'm just saying that they're just distracted by other things that are either going on in the game some of them have to pay a little more attention because they're a little slow on pickup or you know they may be talking about like yesterday's dinner with some, you know next you know like whispering to each other and then i'm like all right it's your turn they're like oh shit what 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 happened right. you know yeah um, so <laughs> generally I try not I, the what I ask for my players like just in general and I started doing this recently is what I say is know your character first and foremost I don't care about anything else. Everything else is secondary, but please to God, know your fucking character, (laughs) It's not just spells, it's feats, it's skills, it's skill point levels. Like if you're fifth level and you've been fifth level for two sessions, you should already know what your fucking jump skill is. Like I shouldn't have to we should not spend a half hour looking for that skill on your character sheet or. If you're looking at a feat and you say okay i'm gonna use great cleave all right what does great cleave do oh and then they pop open the player's handbook like they're gonna explain some shit to me i'm like first of all you've had this feat since third level you're sixth level now how the fuck do you not know what great cleave does like that's my biggest pet peeve please to god know your characters at the very minimum then i tell them like be prepared right like it's a fucking fundamental when you go to class, you take a pencil and your notebook, right? Like when you go to work, you take your, your time, your you know, your IT badge, your, whatever you need to get to work, right? Because if you went to work without your shit, your boss is not gonna be like, all right, cool man, go ahead, go home, get that shit come back. No. Yeah. So why do you do that to your GM?
1: It it takes nothing to get like a little, you know, like blank business cards just to write your spells down and stuff like that. Like, if you can't commit, don't you shouldn't need to open the book really like we're the only ones that need to grab the books unless you're leveling up and looking up new stuff but in combat
3: right and at the leveling point it's like everybody's doing that so it's not you're not taking time from the game and i think the only time we should all open books is if there is a heavy debate and i mean heavy in the sense that like even the game masters like ah fuck i don't know let's look it up you know what i'm saying and in that's the case i do have one of my friends uh, at the table generally I find the fastest reader, but also the guy who can comprehend what he reads quickly. Cause I know a lot of people who can read really fast. And sl- 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 as soon as you ask them what they read, they're like, Oh, it was some, some shit about some dude. I really wasn't paying attention.
1: So, but if you're, if you're a player or even if a DM and you're using a spell and, you know, we all have like dodgy memories. They can write down a page number next to it. If they have yeah. to look it up, they can go straight mm-hmm. to the page. Yeah, and absolutely. Look it up.
0: yeah. On my spell sheet that for one of my characters I created, I have the spell and what page number is on. So that means I like, a reference. I mean yeah, that's that's in yeah. look now uh, with spell
3: cards available, you shouldn't even need to do that.
0: Yeah. Right? So like lot, you take all
3: those cards for budget. your spells for that day, you have them right there in your hands. Yeah. I mean, that's basically they've made Wizards of the Coast basically produced some shit we all did normally. Like yeah. like Grim mm-hmm. just said, I write the shit down on a fucking card. Here you go. It's a flashcard. Who didn't use flashcards, right? Like yeah, you write it on a flashcard, you like you said, spell name, save, and page number to find all the rest of the details.
4: Well, or just use D and D beyond, man. Like uh, like I, see, nah. thing. you could use no. the free account and still track that shit. Look, like look, yeah, no, honestly,
0: a lot of the stuff are what in the open source, uh, the SRD? See, but I was playing a while back, man. Yeah. Years yeah. and years ago, I didn't have yeah. that
3: available to me. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Like, well, I, was, I
1: was, I'd do AD and D, so I don't have I, I don't have that. But you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, here's the card, like, and you know, I've, it's the guys that said,
3: played AD and D that actually <laughs>
1: created D and D beyond because they were yeah. like, I'm sick of writing shit down, man. And put your fucking mobile phone away if you know it gets to combat and you're on your phone you miss your turn i'm just going straight to the next player
3: that's that's not a bad thing i mean i get what you're saying too like in the last game that i ran we didn't i mean we're talking smartphones just hitting the streets right so it wasn't as heavy as it was it is now because the internet wasn't as, as accessible on smartphones back then right but what i did have like i had artists i had crafters i had writers so the guy that wasn't on his phone was with his head down, drawing a picture on his character sheet. Yeah, now, I should you not. I have this guy's character sheet still. Mm. There's nothing recognizable on this fucking character sheet because it's full of doodles that he drew every section. So, so, I,
5: like, I,
3: like, so I, I actually do allow
4: phones because people are tracking their character sheet on D and from their phone. Like, yeah, so I guess mean, say that. I would I actually prefer them to have their phone out as long as they're on D&D Beyond tracking shit or looking shit up or like I, yeah. I prefer that to paper because D D Beyond will like auto track things like spells and uh, you, you in other words spell slots, yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I don't I Hit don't points, mind if they have a short phone. rest. I have a question for you guys though, right? And this is kind of on topic, kind of off topic, right? So, sort of, in terms of players helping the dungeon master run a successful session, right? What do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about? How do you guys feel about like stealth checks or deception checks? Oh, what I'm saying is, I want to roll those. I don't like yeah. because you should always think that you like. If I go to hide, right? If I'm trying to use my, if, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm trying to be stealthy. I, I'm never going to know that I'm not stealthy, right? Like, I I just – they should have – you know how so sort of they, they have a passive perception? They should have, like, a passive stealth, or the DM should roll that. I don't think that the player – because if the player rolls a three, they know that they weren't stealthy,
0: right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it it, it does, for me, it doesn't work. I See, think you need to make a roll. I thought, about that, you know I thought about that on my last session because – um uh, my, my uh, players only have, like, two players in my session. Right. And one of them was in jail, and I thought about rolling the stealth for them and right. not telling them.
1: Like, you, you know, like, if you try to hide, like, whether you have some sort of reasonable idea, like, you're not going to go hide behind, like, a blade of grass when you're a half ogre. like, or, or I'm attempting to hide. Right. Or then... Then the players roll a 20, so they automatically assume. Whether they roll a 3 or a 20, it's like, okay, you think that you're hitting. One second,
3: you one second. Grim, Grim. In 3-5, under the hide ability, it says, word per word, you can hide in plain sight. And I, had, I shit you not how many times I fucking argued with people about the fact that they were standing in the middle of the open road and they rolled a fucking 16 and they're like, well, I hid. I'm like, where? There's nowhere to hide. But because the book says can hide in plain sight, that was like, it was like the ultimate argument. So, but they, but my, but my point still stands no, that no, no, they, you, shouldn't,
4: yeah. they shouldn't be able to see that, that role. Like, if they want to try to hide in plain sight, fine, but you don't get to see
3: that role. I mean, I don't so know. Like, I, I kinda, well, then, but I agree with you, but, but I, I kind of, I I do and I don't. Here's why. Real quick. I'm sorry. I I cut you off. I apologize. Um, Yes, it is more intriguing when I roll that for them. Right. But in the end, we're talking maybe a couple seconds before they realize whether I roll it or they roll it. If they failed or not, right? No, like, because if you rolled, to describe if you roll, you're not telling them what you rolled. In
4: other words, yeah, no, 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 absolutely But stealthy, when they're trying to be stealthy, they're rolling against somebody else's perception, right? Mm-hmm. They shouldn't know what the other person's perception is. Like I
2: so no, I, I disagree. I don't think that they should but roll th- this at is all. the thing, guys. I think we're missing is that you can roll a 20 in a blade of grass and say, Okay, you're hiding. What's what <laughs> My, what's my perception check to see if I see you hiding? <laughs> but, but my, well, I get a plus twenty five because you're hiding behind a blade of grass. You no, know, and I so, get that. I get so that. I what see I'm you. is, if, I mean, they in,
4: roll, in my, if in my if they in my in my game, roll, I never
2: let I never let my players see my rolls. If yeah, if and they I'm, roll, I'm rolling behind a DM screen anyway. But mm-hmm. if they
4: roll low, like they shouldn't be able to roll because if they roll low, they know that they didn't succeed, right? right. It, like, I, and and to me, that I don't know that just. I, that doesn't seem that sort of breaks the verisimilitude right like like mm. the, my suspension of disbelief is gone at that point
3: there's no way like I mean, yeah but on, then what happens, I mean, if you think about the hindsight right what happens then is let's say they did fail a roll right and they didn't see it because they didn't know what they rolled right and then the player or the adversary uses perception finds him sees him, and sneaks I and mean, he's like a smart enough not like an orc or anything but is smart enough to be like i'm just gonna walk by now i'm gonna sneak attack because I see them, they don't see me. That player is going to be so fucking butthurt. But isn't that not, real? not just in the fact that they got but isn't backstabbed, but, but isn't the fact that real? they didn't get to roll for it? You know what I'm saying? I, I do. But isn't that more realistic? What I'm saying is sure, But like, I mean,
4: like, like let's put it like in real terms, right? So let's say that I'm trying to be really stealthy and I'm trying to hide, right? Like, I don't know. I have no clue whether you can see me or not. I think uh, I'm, I'm hidden. So. Mm. How,
1: like mm. I, it's,
4: well, you, it's I would funny. tell the
2: character, I would tell the character that they're hiding regardless. If they say they're hiding, yeah. they but roll, my, they could roll but low. But, that, but that's Wait, my, that's my point.
4: My point right. is if they roll a three, they know. If they roll a two, if they roll a one, they know yeah. that they're not, right? You can right. tell them, yeah, sure, you're hiding, but they know that's here's not the the time, here's the only time for me that, cares.
2: Cares. At that point. Right? Here's, but here's but I'd really make them role play out that they're hiding.
3: Here's the only time for me that the players <laughs> would really know that they failed is if they rolled a one, because here's the thing: I could roll a one behind the screen. They could but roll they a two. They don't
1: know what you roll. They don't know what you
3: roll. Exactly. Like, I've never, roll a I've two, never, and I could roll a one, and they'd be like, "Oh shit, I failed!" And I'm like, "Well, the dude just walks past because he fucking I've, rolled
1: a one." I've always let players roll, but yeah. now after what Roll Stats thinks about, and this makes me think to
2: credit Bill. And, Oh, Hope it did not make right. him mad. <laughs> it,
1: it makes me no, think. No. Of,
4: hey, oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, he thought, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: The yeah, so bills just so, trying to feel us out because he's yeah. wanting to see how stealth's going to work in his <laughs> game.
4: I just rolled a natural twenty and went. <laughs>
5: 20 and went <laughs> <laughs> the like, dungeon? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: I've I've always let players roll, but now that you say it, I'm inclined to go your way and the reference i have for that i guess is the whole like predator thing so predator has thermal vision the play or the people are in the jungle they think they're hidden on behind a tree or i'm covered in brush wearing a ghillie suit yep. they're not going to see me They so if they say i want to hide i was like okay where are you hiding oh, i'm going to hide in this bush here i roll okay you feel like you're well hidden that doesn't tell whether they are or they aren't or what's right. around and what right. can see them and i don't know about you guys but there's no critical hit for me when it comes to an ability score critical hits yeah. are for combat you're on the right. 20 yeah. i do not do automatic success yeah. or automatic failure. No, absolutely absolutely like, right but-
3: Here's the thing, they could roll a 20 on their successful skill check, and I can roll a 20, and my character or NPC or monster could have a higher skill level. So there's no su- there's no critical. I tell people that tell, like my people are like, I rolled a 20. I'm like, yeah.
4: Wait a minute, so, though. Wait, so, wait a minute. So <laughs> if you roll a 20, it's a critical.
2: <laughs> Shots. Yeah. That's what we've Mike. learned Cut here today, Michael.
3: right? Cut Cut we learn it every day. <laughs> Somebody cut his mic. It's,
1: it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a drinking game. It's a drinking game. Every time
2: someone says it. <laughs> so, so, what, so, Bill, then, what, what do you do with a person that just has dominated their character to make it to where they've got a huge stealth, and they are just wanting to be this sneaky hide-all-the-time type character? And I, and I know maybe in AD&D or you know the earlier editions, maybe you couldn't do that as much as like oh, the yeah, superheroes of 5e. No, you could. But... You could min the characters. superheroes of 5e, some of them are specifically designed to hide and stealth self and take.
4: No, I I get no, I know exactly. And that's I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't know, right? Like I don't I
3: mean that's why I'm asking you guys, like what's what yeah, why that's why I would let them that roll superhero a character. character. Like I don't I'd let them i let them do it, like I said, because in the end, right? It's a skill check, yeah, primarily, right? It's not a hit or miss. There's the only way in it, like you said, like like Kujo said, "There are character builds that are designed so well that even rolling a two is an extreme success. So for that case, you just have to wait for that one. You literally, you literally have to wait for that failure roll because if you know,
0: the lucky feet. Just re-roll it, right? Yeah, uh,
3: halfling. Yeah, right. Because I mean, I've known, I've known, I've had monsters like literally like bullywugs." You know they're literally well we're rolling nineteens and we're missing we're rolling nineteens and we're missing because the players are like I'm paying those right now that one (laughs) (laughs) that one rolls a crit and he's like "Mm," you know what I mean so the dice pretty much balance out all of those crazy builds and if you got a player who built a character off of like we roll stats or whatever, you know, roll stats complement of like, here, this is the best perfect cleric to build to run the game. You got a character or a player like that. That's probably not a player you want to keep around, unfortunately. You know what I mean? You're going to have to just suck it up and be like, look, dude, you're kind I'm of right. a dick. No, I agree. I, I agree, and I'm not, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not, my
4: thing is not even, I don't care, like I'm not bitching that like, hey, this person built this perfect build for stealth. That's not what, that's not my that's not my bitch here right like what i'm saying is that character should not know like there are like when there are certain skill checks that you that are completely and totally obvious to the character yes i agree but something like stealth they're always going to think they succeed no matter what like and when they see a 1 or a 2 or a 3 they know they didn't that to
3: me, that's gaming, right? Like, sure, but I mean, in the same sense, right? They see a 19 and a, a 18 or 20, they and know they know they
4: succeeded. succeeded. They right. shouldn't know they well, that, succeeded this, or well, failed, this, like, until it plays out. I guess well, this but is some things okay, that
2: I do, just like when you're talking about any kind of other uh, skills. Like, I'm going to jump over this table and, and swing from this thing. Well, what happens when you roll a two? Well, you don't jump over the table, catch your ankle, and trip over the table, fall on the floor, pr- so, prone. That's I do that I all the gonna, time. I was just going to say, it's not that, really bro. a critical fumble. It's just you tried to do something super cool, but your skill messed up, and now you're right. kind of caught. But I'm, just not just not I'm not here's talking
4: about. I am not talking about critical success or critical fail. Right. You're no, just no I know about I'm just saying you're like, failing. on this like, turn, on this turn, I'm hiding and I'm planning something. But now when I know I failed that role, I know I'm not actually hidden. So I'm changing my plan. I'm not doing sure.
3: what I was doing. Let, let, not... let, let me let me so play devil's not. Let me let So you roll a two. A not yeah.
2: only are you not hiding, but you stepped on a branch and it broke and now you've alerted the people in front of you. Right. So now that you're your super you're, stealthy let me, character just screwed up the whole stealth. Let, stealth let me let mission. me
3: play devil's advocate for a second. All okay. Right? The there rogue go. is the rogue is saying I want to hide, right? You roll the dice for the rogue to hide, whether he knows or not or succeeds or not, right? And right, and I tell and them, okay, you're him, okay, like, so hang on, it turns out... out until... No, 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 sure. That's exactly what I'm going to. He doesn't know until the situation occurs to where it would determine whether or not he failed or succeeded, right? So let's say the orcs see him. Right. They go into the corner, they ambush him because they see him. He's like, well, what the fuck? You know, I didn't know. Okay, he deals with it. He sucks it up and he deals with it. Now, what if I'm the barbarian or I'm the cleric or I'm the wizard and I do a skill check. And I just roll it myself, you know, like a like a knowledge check for wizards, right? Cuz they always use knowledge to do everything. Knowledge, the check, knowledge check would right?
4: be obvious to the character because sure, they know sure. they don't know. Now, it. now My that, point rogue, is that the rogue always thinks he's hidden, no matter now, what he rolls, some, he
3: all, he shouldn't know, not, that know that he's not hidden. I don't know <laughs> because like here's the thing, right? Now you've singled out one class and probably one player at your table who's gonna be like, hey, wait a minute, why do you roll skills for me, but nobody else? Right? That's an imbalance automatically, right? Cause now other players are like, well, I don't care. Do whatever. What you know on. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, pretty <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure the rogue's gonna be like, hey, F this, man, I'm out. If well, I can't he, roll skills, you know what I'm saying? Like, you
0: could be like, this rogue is so stupid, he rolled a two and he hid in front of a bunch of orcs, not knowing about it. Because he's so. Deep-witted. Well, here's Wait, the thing.
3: it's like Kujo said, it's like Kujo said, if you tell me you're going to hide and you roll a fucking two, well, guess what? You didn't hide very well. I'm not taking that yeah, shit. There's no, taking there's no, there's no, let's, let's McGuffin that or, you know, whatever, none of that. Yeah, make mm-hmm. them
1: commit to the action. Yeah.
3: Exactly. And that's what I tell all my players. If you're going to do, like I had, I had a dwarf player, for example. Well, I hate this, but he's not cheating.
0: Well,
3: no, not technically. I mean, look, here's the thing. I had a dwarf player. Okay. And this guy was he was a punchy guy already in real life. Like he was just one of those guys like, you know, if you said a joke that he really cuz he can't keep up with you, hey, a punch in the arm, you know what I mean? He's one of those fuckers. Right. And, <laughs> and you know, it's funny once in a while, but after a while you're like, fucker, keep your hands to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like we're adults, you know? Right. And and so in game, he had a thing to do that too. Like, if somebody was talking to him, and he was role playing and he didn't get his way or whatever it was, you know, I punch him in the knee. I'm like, first of all, like, are you doing that to the king? Like, to the king, you're going to punch him in the knee because right. he didn't like what he said, right? All right, well, you get you get harassed, you get arrested by all the town guard, you get pummeled, you get thrown in jail. He's like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, well, let's oh, keep – Oh, you our, hit the king. What are you expecting? In game yeah. and out of game. You see what I'm saying? So, right. like, like I said, when you commit to an action, I tell my players, if you tell me you're doing something i am going through with that process of you doing something you can't after you fail take these seats. that's not that's not how it works you know what i'm saying so if they understand that from the establishment there's no argument there whether they roll their stats or their skill rolls or not i don't give a shit if you so what, say you're jumping you're fucking jumping whether yeah you no i
4: i completely so get it sure. what i'm saying is so their their actions after the fact are going to be
2: changed So what you're trying to say is like, I'm a rogue and I want to say,
4: I'm I'm trying to be stealthy and I'm going to backstab this orc. Right. So, but then when I realize that I'm not stealthy, right. My, my actions after the fact, the actions on my next turn are obviously going to change because I know I failed my fucking role.
2: Well, it's like like this. This is what typically would happen. Like I'm a rogue. I'm say I'm going to try to step behind this table or door slash or tree. And I'm going to try to hide. Right. And then I say, okay, I'm going to roll my skill check to see if I hide. I lo—I rolled pretty bad. I'm probably not as well hidden as I think, but I am still right behind this tree. I am still right behind yeah. this table or whatever. And I think I'm hidden. I know I rolled pretty bad. I'm probably not hidden that well, but that's where right. I'm at. Then you take and it then, and then, you know, next turn, you know, I find out, yeah, I'm not yeah. hidden. He ran right over to me and whacked me in the head.
1: I guess if they say, like, Look, I'm going to try to hide. Well, you don't try. You're hiding.
2: So now you're
0: wrong. Exactly. Ro- that's what- Now, okay. but now-, yeah, okay, so yeah, now.
2: That's kind of what I just meant. I'm going to go yeah, behind yeah. this tree and tr- try to be stealthy, like use my stealth abilities to like almost like you didn't see me.
1: Yeah, so but the role you're making role now, is to- it's not whether you whether you were able to hide or not. It's just giving me an indicator of how well your character. That's exactly if you're allowing them to roll. That's 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 exactly exactly
3: they
2: roll. That's just an indicator
3: of how well they did it. Because I'm not going to run. I'm
2: not going to run up behind a a, 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 a behind somebody and say I'm going to hide behind this guy's back. Okay, I rolled really good, so I guess I'm hiding now. I'm going to stab him. No, I've never ever let anybody ever play that. Yeah, and go try to hide in a location, and maybe you did a good job.
1: And then Maybe I was paying attention. If if the party goes through our actions and the rogue hides and rolls whatever he rolls, then the subsequent actions of other players or 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 the monsters that we're controlling, their actions after that will be an indicator to the rogue. So if they go, I go behind this horse cart and hide. But the thing that was following them is heading straight for the <laughs> horse cart. Then you're sort of telling them that they're, they're a bit, their hiding spot is house and someone's coming to like stick a knife in their head.
3: Yeah.
2: Or, yeah, like I give it, I give advantage for the, the perception check. If like mm-hmm. there's only one thing to hide and I seen you mm-hmm. run behind there to hide and you rolled really good. Yeah. I can't see your foot hanging out. I can't see a your head. You're in a full well, you cover. You know somebody's
3: there, you know but somebody's I know
2: you're behind there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I want to come take you out, I'll run around and go get you.
3: It's funny because I think in the Dungeon Master's Guide in three five, they actually go through a scenario like that. It's like a goblin in a room and somebody's trying to hide. They go through all the different, like, if the player is going to choose to do this and they roll this, this is what would happen possibly. Like, if the goblin is just going in there to get something and not really thinking about the players, he might not see them. His perception may be really low. But if he actually saw the players duck in, he knows something's up. So his perception is going to be a lot higher, even though his skill level sucks. You're going to give him an advantage because he's like, "No, I saw something in here." You know what I'm saying? That, that's the other thing I was roll, talking
2: but, about. Like, yeah. if it's someone super stealthy, maybe the way they shalantly moved over in in the the combat sequence, and you know they rolled really high, then it's going to be harder for that goblin to maybe have noticed I, that that person slinked over and got behind cover. I also think
3: like I'm thinking like being that a rogue especially a rogue right or even a bard can do it too i think that's their thing it's to kind of to kind of take it away from them you you know what i'm saying it's kind of like well you have this one thing you're really good at but i'm going to do it for you Uh, i don't know my son got my son got got sick of playing a
2: rogue because all he did was try to get in, try to get high try to hide and Mm -hmm. then use sneak attack damage Hide, you sneak attack damage. Everybody does, and, that and they, he just got sick of playing thing. it. And we didn't. He didn't even play for a couple levels.
3: Yeah, a lot of people do that with rogues. It's like that's their thing, right? They think. I mean, that's the only thing rogues are good at. But it's like, and oh. he
2: got to where he felt like he was so good, he would like sneak attack, kill somebody, then walk into another room and see what's going on in that room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like sneak attack and somebody in here. <laughs> murder hobo, everybody. I think he gets. One up, I want to bring up the uh, net, uh, next subject.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, did we get through this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think I derailed us.
5: Sorry. Yeah, well, no,
3: Dan, no, no, no. DM's discretion. No, that was a good,
2: a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, that's a good uh, conversation. Mm-hmm.
3: I okay. mean, I mean, we're going what? We're going back to players helping the party or the, the DM, yeah. right? Buy me miniatures. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Listen buy monsters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one of my okay, one of my players can never have too much.
0: He's in another group. Okay, one of my players is in another group. I'm all about playing on a budget because I don't have a lot of money and stuff. So, you know, I'll use these bottle caps if I have to. I got a whole bag of bottle caps. <sighs> uh, these little o-rings <sighs> from the soda pops. I'll use those for like condition trackers. You know, I'll use what I have. And up, up top of my Pathfinder find pawns and my uh 3D uh, printed minis. But, like, if I need something, like, real quick, I'll pop a body cap down if I don't have the miniature
1: for it. I'm about to print a whole heap of paper minis. Like, it's... (laughs) Mm -hmm. like One thing I think is, like, we ask, like, you know, what can players do to make our job easier? But sometimes we have to guide the... We have to help the players to help us. So things when we were talking about going through books and levelling up, I always try to have players level up in between sessions Mm -hmm. so at the end like i might not have tallied up the xp of course i'm going back to ad and d here where we use xp but tally up the xp but you know i can message people on facebook the next day you get this xp you get this much this much and someone's like oh Mm -hmm. sweet i've leveled up awesome so you've got two weeks before the next session Mm -hmm. to research the spells you want the things that you want to do for your character and then yeah. we arrive at the table the next session we're ready to rock and roll like we can i can mediate that stuff with them between
3: games usually what i'll do um and i started doing this because i just realized it was just working for us as the group what i would do is a session i knew that the players were leveling up because i kept character sheets i never let them go home because if they went home they changed and then they came back and they were really powerful and it's just what it was um, yeah uh, and what I don't care what, how honest the players are. It's just that's just how it happens. It's like, you know, I think my dexterity should be a 19. Yeah, first level, that's pretty good. You know, yeah, I was so, having a
2: hard time last session. I think I can boost myself up. Right. So,
3: <laughs> so I keep the sheets right? But when I know they're close to leveling up, because I was using XP, basically 3.5. That session that I knew they were going to level, I would end short. My, it's all pacing, right? Like you pace the game mm-hmm. to a certain point. So I paced it. We get like an hour in before we normally shut down. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's where I would leave the cliffhanger. I'd build up to a cliffhanger, leave it there. And okay, where's it's time to level up. And I would tell the players level up now. So next week. You guys can be prepared. You know, you'll take your players' handbooks home and you'll know I leveled up. So I have this many more spells. I have this many more feats. You know, whatever. They pick it all right there so that they know what they have to go home and study. And,
1: and I like an organic leveling process too. Like you're halfway through like some mega dungeon. Oh, sweet. Oh, I'm just leveled up. Who here is teaching you new spells or right. giving you new equipment? You got to wait till you get back to town champ and go and get components you know, for your <laughs> new spells. And, and, and
2: you know what? <laughs> yeah. I
3: like I, that too. you know i i appreciate the realisticness of that but
2: i knew zero didn't do it, it, it <laughs> i
3: don't because it takes too much time and if you are in the underdark or you are in undermountain or dragon mountain you are not coming out of that dungeon <laughs> every two two days to go get leveled up.
4: Well, you, but you
3: shouldn't be leveling
4: up every two days anyway. I'm with oh, you. Yeah. I mean, well, they should not be able. Some to, of those, those be, you know, Some
3: of those modules, two <laughs> wow. sessions, they would level. You know, some of those older old school modules after two sessions they were leveling up because those modules were hell, man. You know what I'm saying? And they know like, about them. You know, you're not <laughs> you're not gonna go all the way. They back. know about the old
2: modules. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Freeport. <laughs> and in practice, punching a punching bag.
2: If, and you're playing,
4: to- if, if you're playing in my game, you are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, you, are. I, you are. I'm a player.
4: Like, uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of okay, so speaking of players and their stats, their ability scores and shit, uh-huh. right? I was watching a video the other day, and this guy is basically dungeon master is complaining that his player isn't happy that his group is falling apart because. A, somebody died, first of all, and then he had to re-roll a character because, you know, he died, and like, how dare I, how dare you kill my character in, you know, in this game, I shouldn't have to die in 5e, but also, the guy was complaining because he felt like his character was worthless because he didn't have a 20 in an ability score, and I was like, what? (laughs) What?
5: I mean, <laughs> you, Our game was your
4: character is useless if you don't have at least 120 as an ability score like i what i, I... first off what are you watching
2: because that's you was gotta stop YouTube, watching that it was
1: a youtube video
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah you gotta whatever that was yeah did Stay he, did he make that. the
1: new character start at level one or did he let him level the same as that the rest of the party,
4: no, he let him. Of course, he let him level the yeah. same as the rest of the party, and that's why, that's why the player was upset that he didn't have a 20, you know, as an ability score. What but level like,
5: were
4: they? Uh, I, I don't know, to be
6: honest, I don't know, I don't remember. So, yeah, yeah. This, this, this sort
0: of and now we have retro, welcome to the show.
6: Yay. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's, what's going, going on? Hey, what's up? This All sort right,
1: of shape
6: you... of oh, sorry, you got Canadian. Only... Oh, sorry, I was just saying, uh, yeah, <laughs> painting minis. so me, me too. Oh yeah,
0: I got some. Oh yeah, I painted one of those
3: minis. Like, nice, you get me? nice. I gotta go get it real fast. I'm gonna make this gargantuan because <laughs> <laughs> it's too. The base was too small, man. It was like a large base. I'm like, there's no way this thing is a large creature. So, I'm gonna make it gargantuan. <laughs> Do
1: it. I think I think players this pursuit of having like the highest stats, like. It's been around since the beginning of the, of the game. Like,
3: no, nice. When you put a number value on it, they want the highest number they can get. That's just and and if
1: I have players like that that only care about stats, well, guess who's getting the most XP? The guys that role play really well and think of out-of-the-box stuff. They're the people that, oh, why are they levelling up? Well, they're doing more with less. So... Why shouldn't they get rewarded? And you look at things like I'm a big Dragonlance fan. So these iconic characters like Racer Majer, who end up becoming a god and all that. He never had, like, super-duper high awesome stats. He was just an awesome character that was role-played well and, You can have fun with a 12 strength or an 18 strength or intelligence or whatever, whatever the hell.
4: Well, and I maintain that you can be, you can be effective with crappy stats, like be a more, right. Be a more creative player, come up, you know, brainstorm a new idea. Like you don't, I I feel like, I feel like. People use stats as a crutch, like they're you know they rely on again the, the feats and special abilities that those stats give them instead of actually role playing and playing the game. Like they, man, you can't play D D like a video game, and if you do, then you're doing it wrong. So like, just no, I, just, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean,
3: in, in essence, though, like I've I've watched players literally like struggle with stats, like and not that I changed it, is like you know like you put a twelve in your fucking. Strength, you know what I'm saying? Because you were thinking about something else, and now you can't hit shit past like that's fucking. not true, though. Like, I've, that's I've not mean, true numerically you got to roll high you know what i mean the, the but it's only like
1: what is it two a plus two modified right it's not
4: it's not the be all end all of the game like it, it i don't know like i what i'm seeing is if you have no modifier at all like you can still hit things right or you can come up with a different I, I, idea not everyone I don't know. If you're the
3: fighter and you've got a 10 fucking strength and you can't hit shit, you're not a fighter. You're but something no, else. No, don't no. play a fighter. I mean, I'm just saying, though. That I mean, If you're playing if an you old you school ten, game, sure, you can do that. But not if you're playing three and up. You can't do that. I mean, you pick a fighter, you're a fighter. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you, that's the sheet you. You grabbed. You know? Okay,
1: so so going back to then but, to but, but I and
4: even if, if you either if you use if you use point by or if you use the the standard array or even if you roll like you you, you know what your numbers are don't don't be a fighter then like like just don't
3: like, see I, I, I don't he's see old school have... like roll your numbers
2: first and then see what you right, get right
3: yeah I know I, I've, I've played those games I know Didn't listen it... I've played games I've played games where guys don't even have fucking stats they just they just ad lib they make believe you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and literally like they just achieve whatever by yeah. negotiating their way through the gm and i'm like why are you you guys are like method acting This is not role playing like this is there's this is not a game you're actually acting that's different like that's
1: well I the, think point, the, point of the fact
3: is it's a role-playing game there's game mechanics there's dice there's numbers there's stats to balance everything out as best as possible it is still a game in the end you know what i'm saying like yeah totally if we, if we eliminated those those things, then it's yeah. not a game. You're just acting. Everybody's just pretending. You know what I'm saying? Completely, I,
4: I absolutely 100% completely agree. What I'm saying is you can play the game sure. without having a 20 in your stats.
1: And, yeah, And I think the situation you're talking about, like the dude lost his character and then he was bummed out because he get, didn't get a 20. Like it's a DM that sort of sets that foundation uh, from
3: to begin with. John, he said, what's up, guys? Uh, oh, hate God. says, What's up, evil Elvis? Somebody's got to read these. I've been reading them out loud for the rest of us to hear.
0: <laughs> okay, well, evil Elvis says, Matt, as if the DM is fudging the dice rolls. I won't fudge dice rolls. A crap character wins dwarf. Uh, Dwar- wins. Awards. <laughs> and you know, I think some of the best characters are the crappy ones, honestly. I
2: mean, crappy stat wise.
0: Yeah,
1: but you can ears. have a fun if you got a crappy charisma. Like you can have like you know a bl- uh, an eye patch I mean, or you're missing, missing. your ears absolutely. or whatever. Listen,
3: that's and, absolutely and, and true. Except if you're a bard, <laughs> you, you, you are not going to play a good well, bard with a crappy. And don't, then again, then don't be a bard. But this is my point. It's not that way. You <laughs> don't play that game anymore. That game's not played regularly anymore. The game but, that's but played if, is where they pick their class and sheet. And then they fill in the stats. I like am you not but what I'm, I'm saying, saying is
4: you if you use point by or standard array, you know exactly what numbers you're getting and you know exactly what slots you're putting them in. You get to pick. And that's if you fair. don't pick the correct slots for a bard,
1: then don't be a damn bard. And that is exactly that video game mentality. You're like, well, I can't play a bard because I've got a 12 charisma. But how fun would it be to play a bard with 10, 12 charisma or 10 or 8 or like, you know, uh, you, your character might have a passion for music, but you just plain suck at it or you, you got a face like a drop pie. You just, that creates role playing opportunities. That's not,
3: that's not the numbers. I mean, role playing opportunities are great, right? But when it comes down to like the numbers and monsters and, and getting somewhere, He's going to roll and he's going to suck. And he's going to be like, well, I'm no good at anything, especially what I'm supposed to be good at. Well, What's if thing? that DM
1: allows stats of 20 in his group, well, oh, no, I, I guess he's that. got no right to complain that he I mean, dies and wants it. But I would never allow that. Like, I like to, and some might say it a bit harsh, like, I'll let him roll 3d6 six, six times and put it in whatever stat they want. Or else you can roll 4d6, pick the three highest, but you're going one down to try to get players to break out of the typical characters they always play. Every time. Yeah,
4: Yeah, right. right. And
1: I'm the the guilty of it. Like, I played a mage for, like, 20 years. Like, I never played anything else. And then I got made to play a thief. And I had so much fun, like, running around, cutting people's throats and that kind of thing. Like,
4: I guess what I'm saying, Zero, is, like, okay (laughs) – whether you're allowing them to roll for whether you're allowing them to roll 46 and they're dropping the lowest, or if you're allowing them to do, you know, if they're allowing them standard array and they're, you know, or if you're allowing them to do point by, they are picking the numbers that they want and putting them into the yeah. slot that they want. If they want to be a bard, yeah, yeah, so we, I, I mean, I get what you're they saying. They want if if and if they assign those numbers wrong. Then you're a shitty bard, but that's on you. You should have read the damn player's
5: handbook.
3: Yeah, You're you're not wrong. And it's also the DM's responsibility to say, hey, if you're going to be a bard, don't put a 12 in there. Right. Put your 16 Mm -hmm. or your 17 because you're going to need it in the end. This is what you do. And if you do it shitty, you're not going to be good at it. You know what I mean? And you're going to suffer and you're going to want to complain in the end that you you didn't get the best out of your character. And that's, you know, usually what I try to do is like, look, let's let's put your points where they are going to be the most strength for you. Because in the end, like the stats to me, I mean, yes, you need them for your skills and all your other crap, whatever, whatever. But they are a very small part of the game. Right. Like there's so much more going on that, you know, that's that's just a little tip of the iceberg at the beginning of the game. You know what I'm saying? mm. Like everything like in three five, you're getting stat boosts every five levels. So you could have a player to get to 20, 20, you know, because they put the they just keep dropping those points in strength because it's like, well, I'm a fighter. All I need is strength right now. That's all I'm going to really worry about. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And, and by the time they're 10th level, they're going to have magic armor plus four. They're going to have a magic sword plus three. They're going to have, you know what I'm saying? Boots of flight or whatever. You know what I mean? They're yep. going to find all this stuff because if not, then you're a, you're a stingy DM. Which yeah. I was. I was actually a very st- I didn't give magic items out like candy. I don't mind you, a stingy like no. I honestly yeah. don't mind doing yeah. a stingy DM. Yeah. Because magic autumn start
1: might apply,
3: right? But I did give out magic items that made sense, right? Like so I had a few players who were like, Well, I'll grab the, the loot and then I'll hold on to it. And then the other players were like, Well, why are you holding on to a fucking greatsword rogue? You can't even use it. Well, I'm gonna hold on to it just so no, like, no, motherfucker. No, you're not you're going to give it to the fighter who it was meant for. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're going to do. And that's right. just that. You know what I'm saying? So I would give out items that made sense. Like, if I had a Paladin, he's going to get a Holy Avenger eventually. Yes, it's cliche. Yes, it's trope. But I mean, that's, you're making the best version of that character you can. And that's no longer an issue. Those numbers are no longer an issue. Now you're pushing that player to role play. Now you're pushing that player to encounter the story. Now you can push the narrative of the game more and sitting there worrying about stats and numbers and, and, and skill points and stuff, that's just me. Yeah. It, you know sounds like,
4: it sounds <laughs> like you're a much nicer DM than I am, so I, I, I'm like, I'll I'm play in your
1: game because man, <laughs> like
4: I could,
5: I could tell you I know you that on you're on just that.
1: biting your tongue over there. Can I get a 20? Can I get a 20 strength? If, if you're <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: You know
0: what? I really can't be <laughs> a viable fighter
4: unless I have a 20. My
0: says I play characters that have stats equal to a 12 point. Mm-hmm. Buy in, and it's no fun. You suck at everything. Yeah. yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like, so. It's never bothered me. I've had a few characters with shit stats. It's still – I guess it's just up to the player. And maybe that's how the game has you know, progressed I've and changed over the years.
3: I've had a barbarian, right? He had, he had an 18 strength. He rolled an 18 to start. He put it in his strength, but he had like a fucking five charisma. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, man, I can't talk to anybody. And it was like, well, Okay. That's cool though, that's an opportunity for you, right? That's an opportunity. But if it you know if it just happened to be like he messed up and put a lower number in his strength, I'm like well now you're not the greatest barbarian. you can But if he said I
1: want to be a handsome barbarian with 18 charisma and five strength, like yeah. right, you're you're like the the runt of the litter, and the, the yeah. barbarian king disowns you, and he's
3: like I should put my ten in the yeah, you
1: know,
3: because his other stats were really low, and it was like yeah. I should put the ten in the charisma. I'm like fuck charisma, you're a barbarian, <laughs> put that shit in your constitution because you're gonna need it. You know? <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> get hit like. Don't, don't worry about how good you look. Worry about how tough you are. You know, so it's just like I said, I mean, you just got to help them. Like, hey, man, try to build the best character you can because you're going to need it in my game. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Bill,
2: I'm, I'm not sure if you caught our other live stream where what I like to do, um, I, Well, I've done it with my kids and I've done it with my second group too. Um, You're familiar with the point by yeah oh yeah so point by kind of limits you to having a 15 at the highest and then having eight yeah, the three or eights and three eighths. yeah right <laughs> okay oh, 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 it. and so it, I, I feel it's general I mean you're gonna be pretty strong in a couple few categories you're gonna be not so weak in some of the other categories yeah. you know so what I try to do is I encourage everybody you make fun. your characters with the with that point by Love you. and then when they're all said and done I go okay. You know, not right before we're about to play, but I'll say, okay, I'll give you two more points you can put in any category as long as you can minus two in one of your lowest categories. So if they've got an eight, now they're a six. Right. I want to give them that, that role play. I want something on their stat block that they can go, wow, I'm really bad at that. I would Not that I'm an eight, I'm actually a six in it. Yeah. So, But then it gives them, like, I let them bite too. It's like they don't have to do it. They can yeah. turn it down. Just say no, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. stay right where yeah. I'm at.
4: I actually or, think that half the fun of the game, um f- as a DM and as a player is is you know, is basically putting your fate into the hands of the dice gods, right? So and that includes rolling that that includes every like I mean that's the fun, right? Like the fun, it is a game, right? Yeah. It's a game where you roll dice, and so I'm not a big fan of point buy. I'm not a big fan of standard array. I am a 3d6 kind of guy. Um, and that's just, but I, I do. Ooh. So that's like 3D6. If, I'm, if, if I'm playing, BX, if, I'm playing BX, if I'm playing BX, I'll definitely do 3d6 down the line in order. And you okay. get what you, get. That's so I'm I'm 3D6, what you do, get. You don't talk shit. I will let them roll 4d6 and drop the lowest. Um, okay. But also again, in order right it's always in order and i'll tell you there's a reason that i do it in order right because you get a person who's like i play a rogue every single time i've never stretched myself at all or played anything else or i play a sorcerer every single time or i like by having them roll in order you're kind of stretching them a little bit
2: so yeah. yeah yeah my first character i played uh Sorry, eight. When, I, when i told you i played in 88 it was i think my buddy's dad uh was dming and i rolled down the sheet in order and know the stats were where they where they fell yeah so mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of crazy even at that I, time when i didn't know what i was think going it's kind
4: of fun because again the dice gods are deciding who you know what you're playing
1: and like in ad and d like first and like yeah some character classes were super-duper hard to roll a stat. So if you rolled well enough to be, like, Bards were super hard to be in, in 1E and Paladins. Like, the people that managed to roll that, Loved their characters. Well Barnes looked after them. They were so invested in keeping them alive and you know, like Well yeah.
4: and Barnes was at Bar- you actually had to like multi-class two yeah, or two different three classes different classes. Three different
1: classes. Yeah, right. Like, it was Bard-
4: stupid, was character- stupid
1: hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs>
4: <laughs> and yeah, a paladin, if you ran across A paladin, that person rolled Really, really well yeah. Okay, so you'll get this Grim. You, you'll run across these people, you'll see that They'll come to your table with characters and they're like Oh yeah, I have an
1: 1800 strength Like I have an 1800 strength No, you rolled yeah, yeah,
4: roll that, yeah. <laughs> no you rolled that I once rolled an
1: 1867 And I thought it was the, the
4: know, greatest I've dude ever seen, I have never <laughs> seen anyone Actually legitimately roll An 1800 strength oh, one. I I had I didn't, a character once that hit in an 1842, and uh, I thought like I was uh, like yeah, yeah. There, I've never yeah. seen
1: anyone legit. I was 1867. I thought I was Conan. I was smashing everything that came within arms reach.
4: Really well, in the fun I thing, can lift but, that gate. But yeah. it was the same thing with Psionics too, right? Oh like, like, man, <laughs> yeah, it's like bullshit. You didn't roll that, man. Yeah. Like, that, like uh, yeah, yeah. Right, so, <laughs> like, uh,
1: psionics I like the. Redheaded stepchild of like AD and D. I wish I could just get rid of it, yeah. forget it exists, and it sucks because Dark Sun is so awesome. But man, and they fixed a lot of it, but Psionics is just not worth the effort.
4: Well, dude. but also it was almost it was if you if you look at actually the rules for Psionics, it's damn near impossible to have, right? Like, uh, oh, but everyone always like you would see a character and oh, you, you didn't didn't. actually roll that you cheated. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: So, Okay, so one Sorry. of our players is DM2, right? <laughs> yeah, I got, the,
2: I got the. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Shelfie time. Let's go. Oh, no. time, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
6: got that one, too.
1: I've got all of the brown splat books except for the Druid one. every good. single other one there. And some of the green ones, I've got like the. Uh, have you seen the historical reference ones? Yeah. They're pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've got three of them. I've got like the Viking, Charlemagne's Palamans, and the Mighty R- Fortress.
4: Nice. R- R-
1: but that makes me laugh because like a lot of old school, and it happens on Facebook, a lot of old school AD&D players complain about um, hey, like character builds for 5e and stuff like that.
0: You this? What's that? you need this book yeah send it okay i'm gonna be sending it your way appreciate I, didn't it.
4: Know, I didn't know you already had a crit i'm
2: sorry I-
0: no no you're good because i'm gonna pass it on to him because he needs it for his campaign nice. so it works out
2: nice appreciate
0: but it this here is the misprint so i think it might be worth some money later on down the road mm. <laughs> if that me. was a star wars figure i'd say yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a, a
5: rocket a
3: firing, book. Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a book, bro. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't know how valuable a misprinted book would be. I'm just saying, I, I don't know I books like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know Star Wars figures. Like, you get a wrong color or a misprinted color, the motherfuckers worth like just twice the amount. But a,
0: a cloak or whatever. But um, what? uh, Like one extra figure has the wrong color cloak. Yeah. So yeah.
1: But, uh, or they take away cool stuff with like the rocket firing Boba Fett.
0: I know. <laughs> it's
3: because they knew kids are going to shoot each other in the eye with it. That's
1: as if we <laughs> wouldn't. It was the '80s. We're shooting everything with at everyone. You
0: had to shot BBs out. Who cared back then? Yeah.
6: Yeah, all <laughs> hail the lawn yeah. You guys. Um,
2: oh, I love lawn do,
3: uh, do you guys control? at your games, do you control your music or do you allow your players to control
0: your music? At my session, uh, I said this earlier, I allow my player control the music because Mm. I'm too busy focusing on the session itself. I described the session. What if you don't like it? What if he puts on, like, fucking Megadeth
1: not complaining to Here's the
5: thing, right?
3: Let's say you're trying to set the mood, right? And you're trying to set up a horror mood or something scary or whatever. And they play some K pop or something. Because that's just what they're feeling at the moment. Or some fucking EDM. You know what I'm saying? Some shit you really can't even stand. Not much less fits the game.
0: Okay. My player, the one that controls the music, he loves fantasy just like we all do. Oh. And like, I'll describe the scene. I'm be like, okay, like last session took place in a prison, a dungeon prison. So he brought, he turned on his TV, Apple remote or whatever the frick he had, and popped up the music. He goes, okay, I'm gonna go with this one. I listen to it. I'm like, okay, yeah.
5: Okay,
1: mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I would <laughs> control the music myself for a couple of reasons. One, like Spot. I yeah. I have a laptop with my campaign notes and everything on it behind the DM screen. But I use really generic sort of music. You know, everyone's got like fantasy soundtracks like Lord of the Rings and Conan the Barbarian, and and you know you might have some horror ones if you're doing Ravenloft. But then. I use online soundboards for, like, background sound effects and things like that. So if you're in a dungeon, there's rattling chains or screaming, you can do them at really, like, the right time. And I'd rather the player be listening to what I'm saying Uh and just hearing that music in the background than them, like, oh, shit, the mood's changed. They they might set, like, this scenery and then something comes in and starts kicking
3: their ass. I also find that it helps really solidify the memory. Right. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, exactly. If
3: you put the right music or the right ambience, like, like you said, sometimes it's not even music. Sometimes it's just background noises that fit the scene that puts that memory that stores that memory in there for them. You know so what that, I'm saying? So exactly like later, they're like, hey, you remember that game you we were playing? What was that soundtrack you were playing? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know. I feel like it's it's. DM's job. If you're going to add music to control it, I, can control I, have a I control
4: music too because I can can control the sound effects. Like, um,
0: and it just just like just pub. <laughs> <laughs> but you you look at classic
1: movies like Jaws. Like, darn it. Yeah. So anyone hears that they think of a shark. So if you've got like your BBG. That's a recurring problem, and then they just hear that music or that one stand, they're like, oh, fuck, you know, shit is about to go down. Everyone get ready. You set that panic in the players and like, bang, roll initiatives. Let's rock
0: and roll. Like- so, Bill, what was you saying again? I'm sorry that interrupt <sighs> Uh no
4: Nothing. I, I, I generally control um- – I control the music because, like you know, you add sound effects as well. But I actually, so I don't use fantasy sort of like soundtracks. I actually use spaghetti western soundtracks. So think like, like
0: the good or the bad bad <laughs> <way>? yeah, <laughs> like in <Standard laughs> oh, yeah. right.
4: Um, actually, what I use is here. I'll show you. Oh, like the Mandalorian.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, see, I use um, if I have my tablet on me if I'm doing the music. I will use the soundtrack from uh, the WoW games that I have. Because some of those,
2: are... I've actually used uh, a lot of Skyrim.
3: Yeah, I use whatever video games that have those fantasy soundtracks. I just use an
1: app called RPG Fantasy, whatever. and there's yeah. crap loads in there—music mm-hmm. and sound effects—and yeah. you can set the yeah, volume. Yeah, I've got mix like I've got, I've got. I've got that's, uh, that's what I use. Ecstasy of Gold, like yeah. that. Oh yes, that is so <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I've I've got a uh, this one's called Battle Bards. Um, when you buy um Dwarven Forge, they give you a bunch of uh music to go uh, with their terrain. I
3: wonder if it's a nail polish remover. Uh, and it. then uh, I've used
2: that Sirenscape, or whatever mm-hmm. that yeah. D and D's uh kind of gotten in bed with.
5: Yeah.
3: yeah, I have um, some of the old original D and D soundtracks. Like they were actually like Nightcore, or night something, mm. and then they actually made actual Dungeons and Dragons. Nice yeah, I remember that. Had yeah. different tracks for different genres, and I would use those initially. Then I just picked up all the movie soundtracks that I liked, and then I would go on YouTube and just pick a genre, like like a tavern well, genre. Or tavern I like things genre. like
1: Hannibal, like classical music stuff too, so like really atmospheric sort of.
3: of. The Mountain King or something like that. Like, just, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Me. And I think it just really, really hits home with the players. And like you said, when, when, you're, when it's time to roll initiative, you set that pace with that music. And they're like, holy shit, what's going to happen now? What's going on? Roll initiatives, like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like They haven't seen anything yet. They haven't encountered anything yet, but they know it's about to go down. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's always a good thing. Like I said, if you let somebody else come, I had <laughs> to deliver a player or control at one time. And I swear to God, he put some shit. I was like, what in the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought it would, I thought it would fit. I'm like, fit what? A fucking rock concert? A monster, a monster truck
0: jam? Like, where? Yeah. <laughs> no. What about it's players? good music, but at the same time, it like, mm, doesn't fit. So one of my players, he's also a DM. He DMs session two. And he told me the best way to learn to DM is to actually play, too. Is that true? Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, that's, honestly, that's <laughs> the only way to learn how to DM.
3: Is, <laughs> I guess – I think, yeah, in total, yes. But if let's say you have a whole new group of people uh-huh. that's never played before, somebody's got to DM. Yeah. You know and, like, somebody's got to do it. So I, I've I've I, known I, groups uh, that have been and, successful. And some – some, you know, Like I said, it's good if you're a player first because you have a lot of – Knowledge to put into that, and if you're a good storyteller, you have, you know what I mean. But I've, like I said, I've known players brand new, five guys never played before. They were like, "We're going to try D and D." I'm like, "Good for you." Get yeah, but, you know? but I
4: think like I, I think that's actually what what um you know that's that's how I started. How we all came into it. But you trade off. What I mean is like, okay, I'll DM this time, or I'll you yeah, know a yeah. campaign, and then you DM one, and so yeah. you're all sort of learning together. I think, but at yeah, works. The only way to become a good DM is by playing because you don't really know, you know, you got to experience things from both sides of the board, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Sure. I sort of got roped into like, I always had to DM. Like, everyone (laughs) played, so like, I dn for like twenty five years and played for five. I feel like it's just it, it's just so. Well, then, you play, I love you played I for it. Five,
2: Man, be be thankful you played for five.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know Cujo. You said earlier you haven't played since nineteen eighty eight.
2: Uh, are you being serious? Or are you when I being- when I when I say that I played one time. <laughs> I don't ever, I don't remember ever playing a character more than the one time. Wow! Before oh, that, man. I just played. I played you know. Cup heroes or... quest and i did other things where i dm'd and i mean I, I i mean i've i've never been able to play a character like multiple sessions and you I know level up them up and...
1: the highest level i've ever gotten to seventh like because all the session the, people the, they dwindle out or they in. like i've taken people up to epic level campaign like okay someone else dm's like one or two sessions like you and because I played a mage, yes, I finally have like more than ten hit points, and, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to do it anymore." I was like, "Fuck!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm excited because when I when this book comes in, I'm so gonna read it. And Bill, we have to set up a play like some some playing. Oh yeah, yeah,
4: I'm totally down. Actually, now I now that I think about it though, I'm thinking Grim should run us since he just like he. he <laughs> He runs
1: ADD all the time. I'm just saying, like,
2: yeah, 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 he's so good, yeah.
1: <laughs> is it I'm just about to start a brand new campaign world, so you'll have to wait a while.
0: Let's see. Evil Elvis said, "Canadian Retro looks like he's painting, but his fingers are st- is still white." <laughs> Kujo, never sobri- I'm
6: detail painting. I'm not getting paint
2: on my hand. I never what. <laughs>
0: You just never the bride,
2: never the bride, <laughs> yeah, yeah, never the bride.
5: <laughs> the bride. Always the girl. <laughs> oh man!
3: I think once you start DMing, if you're good at it, your players are not going to let you play. Yeah, they're just they're just not going to. They're just nope. You do it because you're good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so if you, you want to play, just be a shitty GM. <laughs> Start
1: TPK in every session.
2: <laughs> yes, it reminds hey, me like I'm throwing T Rexes at is. him. I mean, with oh, someone yeah. the
5: other
2: day I'm
3: trying. Dude, you got to start throwing John Cena's.
5: <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling
3: you, you really change everything up.
6: I was, was looking like, like a conversation I had the other day with this, uh, with a teacher like that I work with, and, the, and uh, he brought out the fact that our government wants to make uh, the teachers go through a math test, basically like a math test from grade three to grade nine material to, in order to like teach math. And I said, wait a second. Does that mean if I fail that test, I won't have to teach my class math anymore? Cause my degree
5: is
6: yeah. in English. Like, and that's where I'm, I've always been in the humanities. Right. And then like, so, and then all of a sudden, my principal's just like, "No, nope, now you're teaching everything." And I'm fine mathematically; I can like rock boost everything in math. It's not like it's a deficiency of mine just because I'm good in humanities. But it was just like I didn't really want to teach it. Like, you know,
2: yeah,
1: just run your students through some three point five. So they'll like, all be accountants.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, here's the thing: like, so there's a there's this current straight a- strike action going on. And, uh, and so the government decided to try to look like the good guy. So they're paying the parents where the kids are off. Like the teachers are losing a whole bunch of money, so they don't have to pay. They don't have to pay the teachers. Basically they would have paid the teachers like $80 million, like to cover everything like that. And that's in the entire province. So what they did was they're like, yeah, we'll give every family like 25 bucks. Okay. So it ends up costing them like $60 million and they pocket 20 of it of the remainder kind of thing.
3: Oh,
6: but it makes nice. them look like the good guy. Wow. <laughs> Except for somebody in the accounting or whatever didn't quite figure out the math right. Which there, therein lies the irony of the whole situation since they're freaking lack the education to actually do their own math. Yeah. <laughs> they, they gave out too much money or something.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Sorry to derail your conversation. I just funny. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's crazy.
4: Well, that's just like not good math all around, though. So like your your child is not actually gonna get an education like here's 25 bucks. You're 20 bucks. Like
5: yeah. I, 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 yeah,
6: right. well, was, I think it was up to 60. Oh well.
5: <laughs> yeah, right.
6: I'll sell my kid out for that, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, um, what what else do you guys require from your players? I mean, I, I, okay, preparedness, knowing their characters, right? Um, keeping track of their hit points and stuff like, like that. And I mean, what else are we? What else are we looking for? I mean, what's something you guys want from your players that you don't really ask for? It's time. It's it's time to nut up or shut up. Just say it, man. Good man. <laughs> Like what I mean is right. Like come to have fun, man. If
4: you
2: food,
5: Mm. and this again, yes, yes, food.
2: I mean, my first session, I bought the pizza too. I'm like, are you are you really kidding me here? I'm buying the drinks and the food and the dwarven forge. Come on, your session. (laughs) What is going on here?
4: That, <laughs> see, I, I guess what I'm saying is, man, it's a game, What's and that, like, like, been working on the bottom line is, is it's a game. So like, you know, come to have fun, and if you don't, then you know, like, don't don't play the game. Like I, I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know. So yeah, yeah. then you put that one. Players
1: really, and I know it, it's hard, especially for new players, or some might be embarrassed, but to try to really let go of their, like, in real life sensibilities or actions and that and really sort of take on board that, okay, you're this character.
4: Don't be afraid to run. Yeah,
1: Yeah. do the stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Like, nothing's, you know, really let go. And I think when players get a taste of that, oh, holy shit, we you know, we rescued the princess or we killed the dragon or whatever and they get that sense of accomplishment and become invested in the character, it snowballs on, I feel.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I agree. I've got a uh, Zero. little story. Um, my last session, um, my mother is in town from Michigan. She's, uh, what, 70? Did you make her, stats, <laughs> and, no, make her roll stats, bro? No, I didn't make a roll stats. And every time she rolls, it's a critical. critical! <laughs> no, but she's been playing with us for a while, and I'll even Skype her into my games. Um Like uh, she's in my, she's in my, uh, kids game, my, my two sons and my daughter and, uh, my son-in-law and, uh, when she, you know, she's in Michigan. So anyway, she's in town and I actually had her sit in with my other session, which is, um, one of my good friends, kid. And when I say kid, they're like twenties and then her, his girlfriend and then one of their friends. And so there's only three of them, and I said, "My mom's in town. She really wants to play." I, I squeezed her in, wow. and so I invite. I kept inviting my friend, one of the players' mothers. That that's who I know. Right. You know, She's. I kept telling her, "Why don't you come over and watch us? Why don't you come over and watch us? Get you know, sit in. I'll make you a character." No, no, I don't know what's. I don't know nothing about that. I don't know what you guys are doing. And I said, "Well, doing? why don't you come over? My mom is going to be playing." you know, who's a lot older than you are. Come on over and check it out. So she sat in the other room, you know, it's one big, it's one, it's a one bedroom apartment. So we're sitting all the kitchen table and she's in the living room, which is like right there. Right. And so she's listening to the story and I'm telling this and I'm saying this and what do you guys want to do? And she's, and you know they're having their little discussion. She she just starts blurting out, well, "Why don't you ask him about this? Why don't you why don't you say this?" <laughs> no, no. They're like, they're like crazy. so. The, her oh. her son her son's like, "Hey, did you hear something? I don't think I heard something. I, is Dad speaking to me?" And I'm like yeah, I don't, I I don't hear nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, so she kept wanting to interject. And I said, why don't you roll a character, (laughs) you know, and you can play because it's obviously, you know how to play this game better than the kids at the table. (laughs) And uh, so maybe I'll get her to play next time. Let's see. I
1: think a lot, I think a lot of people have fun with that. And a lot of people who, you know, you play over the years and like, dudes will have their girlfriends or those of us that manage to get a girlfriend at one stage or another and they're watching you, (laughs) (laughs) the ones that are watching you play and they're like, oh, but why don't you do that? And and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. It's like, no, you're not. Like, that's your character didn't think of that. You're not doing that. But I think the game can really be picked up by anyone without knowing the rules and that kind of yeah, and not obsessing about having a 20 or whatever. You think of something clever. I need my
3: 20, damn it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> DM's girlfriend can also be the worst player at the table. Yes. To be honest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's play. kind of what I was getting at too, though. Like, come come to have fun, right? Come to play a game. Like, generally, she's there just because she kind of has to be, because she wants to spend time <laughs> with him. And she just not even like doesn't even care. Like, yeah, right,
1: right. you oh, I'm sorry, your character's dead. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: I have home because my wife's always like, "I don't have time. I don't have time." I'm like, oh. or if,
1: if they if they're a couple and they're, couple and they're both players, it's do they it. have match? If they're a couple and they're playing, do they get to have matching outfits? Or- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right,
2: what's the next subject? Okay,
0: next subject. Let me see. Uh-
6: how about uh, players? Players trying to. Oh. Like outrule the GM because they know the rules heard. better. Ooh,
4: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
6: you've you had to have experienced that. that. Rules lawyers?
5: I don't
4: know I like
6: rules lawyer, but like they they're right. I mean, they know the rules better. Than the the DM. Cool, but, okay. I just I just
1: pulled the Gary Gygax. The rules are a guide. That's it. You're not rules lawyering me. Like story trumps rules.
4: The rules are a guide. Rulings yeah. over rules. Yeah. Rulings over rules every damn time. Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. What I was I know- trying to kind of explain that because, like, I'm not really, I'm not really great at like 5e right now. Like, I, you know, I just started it a while ago. I've played maybe like eight sessions of it. Right, so I'm not yeah. like a, I'm not an expert in uh, rules at all. Some of the guys at the table, well, the one guy was the, was the uh, DM, but he didn't have time to do anymore, so he found a different one, and then he kind of, like, started rules lawyering him a bit the last session, and I'm like, uh, like, I don't know Ooh. if that's cool or what. So what I would
3: do is, um, because I had, I knew there was a guy at the table who was just more keen on every rule than I was, right? Like, and, you know, my whole thi- my whole philosophy is, like, I don't need to know all the rules, I just need to know where I can find them if I need them, you know? Um, yeah. But, so, what I would do was I would circumvent that whole argument process immediately like, all right, I need you to keep the player's handbook open and this book open. So if we need to go over something, you're gonna check it because he's fast at checking him. He knows where to look, you know what I'm saying? Really, yeah. take, take advantage of that guy rather than actually punish him or you know uh, ridicule, you know what I'm saying, like, don't let oh, him no, that, that's smart put- out, yeah, that don't don't let him out. punish your. Your your don't make it a situation where my rule is law and then the the whole theme, the whole feel at the table changes as soon as you do that. Like and I'm not saying you shouldn't, because you are the GM, your your final word is final word, but when you do that, it changes the atmosphere of the game and the people playing. So I like to take advantage of the player who's really good at that and say, Okay, you're my guy. If I look at you and point, I say that you know you gotta find that rule, so there's no more debate, especially the player
6: sure but like the dm kind of has like something in mind as and then the, the player just like no this rule totally like negates that right and, exactly exactly and it kind of basically destroys the session
3: yeah that's why like when it comes to monsters and stuff if i change a monster based on what i feel the monster should be doing for this story well, and they say friend. well vampires can't do that i'm like well fuck you vampires in my world can yeah you
1: know well, I, I do that too like there's players that own the monster manual or the dm's guy they mm-hmm. might not cover to cover and you can say you know a, a float a, a floating sphere with an eye in the middle and all these eye stalks and like oh it's a beholder it can do this that and other you don't fucking know what it can and can't do like it, 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 and i'm not gonna <clears throat> just go buy the book because that's boring too and if one rule is a big deal say look for now, I'm ruling it this way. We can discuss it after the session and amend it in the future if we have to. Let's not waste time or get out of character. Like you know, people can be in the mix of things, and then it just sort of like takes the energy away. And then all oh, right now we're
3: on combat. I've, I've had to put players in the situation where, like, look, really, you're really going to argue this right now? Like this is what you want to do with everybody's time.
6: You know, I put well, them on the table. That's what I, the I was looking at because I mean that yeah. basically happened at the last session I was in, and I'm like, I'm I don't know who to go with here on this one, right? <laughs> like, like I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just saying, like I don't really know who's right in this situation as far as what's going on here because like he's the he's the DM and he's and he told us like when he took over, he's like I play by I incorporate things from like different rule sets when I'm playing. And whatever, and then this other the player is like strictly 5e, like focused, right?
4: So, but that's on that player, though, right? Like, I mean, I guess the well, thing's is on the DM, too,
3: right? Like, the DM has the to say,
4: hey, look, I'm gonna pull in you know, from different editions, and like, I'm running my game the way I want to run, and then that player kind of has to abide by those. Like, he basically agreed to that.
3: Like, I don't, you know what I mean,
0: yeah. Well, like, that
3: you room. know what, Bill, you're right, but <clears throat> in the moment, and it's usually like maybe three or four sessions in, in the moment, that, that player wants it. to be right. A lot of times it's not about, you know, it's like that thing, right? Like if you're being cut off on the expressway, do you step on the gas and get into an accident just to be right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so sometimes it's just that player at that moment it's like, no, I want to be right right now. Listen to me, you know what I'm saying? So that's why, like I said, I have a guy yeah. sitting by, on standby, ready to crack that book open and say, this is what it says. And then I make my – I always tell players, I'm going to look it up. If I if, if I have to go into the book and look up a rule, I'm going to look it up, but I'm going to make my ruling one way or the other Yeah, how I see fit. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's just tough. You're going to have to deal with that, or we're, we're going to have to discuss whether or not you're right for this game. Yeah. You know, yeah, like these are usually your friends, right? Like these are usually people you associate with, you see on a regular basis outside of D and D. And it's hard. It's hard to tell somebody that you're like best friends with, like dude, you're being a dick, and we're gonna cancel game because you're being a dick. Of you, yeah, right. I'm saying, and I mean, it's it's happened. I've I've seen it happen. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I've gotten into it, not with DMs, but other players. Like, dude, you literally like tried to TPK everybody. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? And he's like, oh, no, I was just messing around. I'm like, okay, well, we don't got time for that. Yeah. I travel across the city to come here and play for yeah. a night that I don't have time to waste, and you just TPK to everybody because your balls are itchy? Like, no, fuck you. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what like, that's what I'm Sorry, saying. Sorry, I didn't hear that, right? You know, one minute this yeah. guy's cool. The next minute he's like, you know what? I want to TPK everybody. I'm going to try some cool shit. No, bro. No. Well,
1: I hate TPKs, and, like, as a DM of, like, the older – I guess tougher additions, like there's still no need for it. Like you can do it a, at a, a tough adventure, like the old super modules, like Temple of Elemental Evil. They're tough. They're tough, and you know the team, that the the, the the party, might die. But DMs who are just like, oh, I'm just gonna make this super duper hard and kill them like fuck you I, I i reckon you ruin the game and especially when you get first-time players they're gonna go like man this game
3: sucks with well, not to mention, yeah, not to mention, really what was your goal right if that was your if fucking goal you was. like why didn't you just pick up strangers off the street and play with strangers on the street then doing that to the people you're supposedly cool with because yeah. now nobody's gonna want to fucking be around you because you're a dick bag
0: well <laughs> he said
3: so I so what happened? what? what, what, what? Oh it, sorry. Sorry.
0: No, says he got he got that stink slash evil eye. Ooh. I,
6: I think the, the DM like how yeah. it worked out basically was like the DM just said you know what I'll I'll let it pat like I'll let it fly for now. I'm gonna yeah. do my research and I'll I'll find out like a little bit more about that for like future things or whatever and then we moved on. But See, like at my table, like, you have to like if he's if he's like, yeah, it's a 5e game, but does that mean that just because he's making decisions that aren't 5e rules, that, that a rules lawyer like supersedes what they're saying? You know, no,
4: I, mean? I think and I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think that if you agree to sit at that table and that DM has made it clear that like I'm playing a narrative game or I'm pulling in things from different, you know, editions. I think that that's totally fair. And that if you sit at that table, you are tacitly and, you know, you're, you're agreeing to that. And you're, everyone sort of has to just like, and I'm not saying the DM is more important than the players or the players are more important than the DM. But what I am saying is like everybody who sits at that table, DM included is playing the game. And like, I think like that everyone kind of has to agree that the DM is, you know, at least the the impartial referee, right? Like he is the judge, the arbiter, and the final decision. Like, I, like, and even the rule book will say, the five E rule book will say, you know, that the dungeon master has the final decision. It doesn't matter what this book says. Whatever ruling your DM makes at the table is final. Like, and that's kind of how I shut down rules rules lawyers, right? It's like, okay, well. Here here's the only rule that you need to know, right? Rule zero is that the DM is always right. Like I like I don't always right. What if you feel that I'm being impartial and if you feel that I'm being unfair and if you feel that like like because I'm not right? Like I'm not it's not like I'm out to kill my players. My my point is that somebody has to be in control of the game, otherwise it, it delves down into chaos and it's no longer a game.
1: This is why I think I'm a big believer in session zeros not only just for character creation, just like, okay, guys, like here's a printout of some house rules that i use that might differ, differ from the game. And let me just explain to you how I DM. Like I abide by the rules, but the rules are just a guide. I won't let rules interfere with like a good story or something that's happening unless I like totally get like a a rule incorrect where the damage is wrong or something like that, then sure, look, oh, that should be this. I've got no problem with that. Don't bog everyone down with the crap. Let's enjoy each other's company and play a good game. And if you've got a question about the rule, let's talk about it outside the session and we can sort it out. And if you just set like a nice level-headed thing from the very start and they still act like dicks, well, I'm not afraid to say, well, you're no longer welcome. We're, we're just better off not having you if you're going to go to that extreme.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What if, okay, so what if the rule you don't understand, but when your other players understand stand it better than you, would you let him explain it to you?
3: Sure, but not at the session. She... Depending on the length of the rule, not at the session. Talk to me after. Uh,
2: <laughs> see, I'm not even used to any of this because I'm, I'm used to playing with – My younger siblings or my older mother that doesn't know how to play that well, they're they're struggling to play with their own characters or at least know their own characters. And then the other group that I talked about, uh, DM4, they're all relatively new as well. So, I mean, I almost would be thankful for a rules lawyer or even a rules half ass lawyer. The only, the, only rule that,
4: the only rule that supersedes rule zero is you, you can't kill your mother so like i mean
2: like whatever whatever my mom i, I give my mom something you know they're like what in the hell is that they're like how does she have that i'm like you don't worry about it okay it's a magic that's what monster. she's got <laughs> that's She's gonna save your butt. Don't worry about it. She's got everything.
0: <laughs> so, like, okay, so yeah, so one of my players, he's a DM in, in another group, and there's been a few rules I didn't completely understand, and he brought it to my attention. and Goes, okay, here's the rules. Um, Read it real fast. Take time and read it to make sure you understand it. If you don't understand it, I'll explain it to you. I, and I just have him explain it to me, and it makes sense after he explained it to me. But mainly. Um damage
3: uh like damage on the rules jd like i said before in the last session man if you need time you take time but do it away from your session you know what i'm saying don't Mm -hmm. do it at your session because now you're not just taking your time you're taking everybody's time yeah and i felt bad that's that's something
6: that like kind of came up with this right it was um it's unavoidable they they sort of they did a chat basically outside the dm and wanted to discuss, like, hey, what should we do? Because this, he, the DM came after the group was created. Like, we had an original group, right? Mm-hmm. And so the DM was was brought in because uh, it was basically a guy looking to to DM. And I have basically no problem with them. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting there like <laughs> excluding him from a chat. But they're like, how do you know? They're basically like, how do I how do I Approach this or whatever and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, first of all, like, give the guy a chance. It's like the third session we've been together, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, some one of the complaints that in the, in the chat was, well, it's it's really slow going, like it's a really slow going game, and I'm like, well, uh, you know, to not that I'm trying to take sides or throw up a defense for the guy, but like. We were well not we we because i was getting a little irritated i wanted to play but people were like chatting and i'm like we didn't start to like half an hour into it right? right right and then during it there was a lot of discussion around like we were trying to like figure out how to lift this portcullis and we had a plan but people just kept talking around circles around it and it was like you know it was just like well how's that the dm's fault it's yeah. taking a long time. You're making it take a long time because you can't zip it to move on. Yeah. So, but if you, and if you want to play that game and you want to talk everything out, then how's that the DM's fault? The game's moving slowly. Like that's what, what I like
2: fault. to do in that situation as a DM, though. Like if they're taking a long time trying to, let's say, raise that porticus. Yeah. You know, and and it's a considerable amount of time. I'll either do it mentally. I take a mental note like how long it's been taking and something's gonna happen. So a random encounter is gonna happen while they're taking so much time doing anything, you know. Or I'll put a timer, I have some sand timers that I'll throw on the table, like, you know, so they can see it. And then it's like, oh crap, wait a second. He with DM just threw a five minute timer on the table. Yeah. Uh, uh, lift up the porkless now. Just uh, one, two, three, it's all do it. You know? And all of a sudden it turned that 30 minute conversation of really nothing and got the game moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't play in
1: a, in a group where a DM had like the little hourglass. Yeah. And people would be like, you don't have 10 minutes there to sit there coming up with a battle plan when there's a room yeah. full of orcs or goblins. They just like bang. Once that goes down, it's on. Yep. So, and, and I thought it worked. At first people were like, oh, this is, you know, some people grumble with it, but it added to the excitement of the game. So, yeah, I think you can, yeah. as DMs, we can sort of twist and turn some of those things from being a negative to a positive.
6: Or- yeah, I, I
3: might be, I must be a, a too nice of a DM because when it comes to <laughs> mundane tasks like poor cutlass lifting or checks and skills. Well, checks, it's
6: because it was because like the mechanism for it was on the other side. It was like trappings in a place. I
3: usually so, will let them take their time because it gives me time to prepare but when it's a it's a situation where like let's say for example same situation but on the other side of the wall there's guards that are you know trying to stop them or guards that are not aware that they're there so now i put the timer on now yeah. i'm like okay you, the clock's ticking you guys have to figure this out before the guards realize there's somebody on the other side of the wall and they sound the alarm and stuff like you know what i mean you you give yeah. them cause, cause and consequence but there's times when you know truth be told that the, they'll be procrastinating and i'm just like okay i'm gonna ride that wave because i need to take some time to get the next shit ready or whatever it is you know what i'm saying or i might just be picking yeah. my toes and just be like cool take your time i don't care I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> but for the most part i try to you know get the players to go because for my games i tend to run long-winded games like i like the sessions to go if i can run a year i'll run a year you, you know what i'm saying so i don't like you know Two months, we're gonna to get to seventh level. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you miss a lot. You know, mm. so I like to run longer, long, long storylines, story. Lines, story arcs How often are... do you play zero? Like, like do you, for yeah. like a year?
4: I guess what I'm saying is, if your campaign's running a year, is that like one monthly session, or is that every week, or is
3: that well, at the time that I was running the last game I ran, which was the 3.5 that ran a year? Uh-huh. The, cl- the players got to twentieth level. We were running every other weekend.
4: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, it, it was because it just, it just really worked out that everybody that was playing had that availability. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, like last session, uh, some people left, some people came, you know, the core group stayed, but, you know, they had the ability to be there every other Saturday. And we had a Saturday, so I would start at noon and I would end at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Which, oh. gave me, which gave me the flexibility to say, okay, I can draw this story yeah. out. Yeah. Won't need to like shove it down your throat, you know, because I was able to give them encounters that they would not normally get if I was just rushing through it. You know what they I'm have saying? Nine we
2: could, hour sessions.
3: Almost. Yeah. I mean, we take breaks. We get lunch, get food, you know, we take dinner breaks and stuff. You know, we would take breaks because you got to breathe, right? But yeah. it just really worked out. At the time it, w- it went down, it worked out. I would love to run another game like that. And a yeah. lot of people that played in my games would like to have that experience again. But I know now, as we got older, my son's older, you know, you just, things happen life, you don't have that much time, you know. So I actually
1: like two every two weeks as a DM. Yeah. because
0: me time to we all
1: have jobs and, and mm-hmm. lives so you get sick and you look up two weeks it still gives you ample time to do like that sort of prep and then you can, you can make like a really feature rich session. And that keeps the players coming back and you can do long sessions
4: so though is like if you if you're running I don't I don't like to go any further out than every other week because if you start running monthly like once a month and then you skip a session yeah you're you're, two months out who the hell remembers what happens like like, you lose the momentum you lose everything no i had
3: a player um he has adhd and he's a little bit of asperger's you know and it was very tough with him and i mean i love the guy he's my best friend he's like you know, but when it came to Dungeons and Dragons, if it was not fresh on his mind, he lost track. And it was just really difficult because, like every other week, and this was like every other week, I would have to recap. It was like a story. And it, like, last week, the players went to here, 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 and here. You know, so at one point, I just got to the point, I was like, listen, James, I think you need to really start taking notes. Yeah. Even if you're quick notes, something, something quick, just so that you for yourself can draw that memory. And like you said, if you stretch that time out, and I found it not just with him, but I found it with other players. If you skipped a week, or if you skipped them like the two weeks, those players did. Just, it was out of their mind. Yeah, the whole I feel like the game bad. falls apart because mm-hmm. nobody like you don't get to carry sort of the
4: drama and the tension and the momentum. Yeah, you lose yeah. it. And the other
3: week, I had the players coming back like I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's let's go. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. Is, you know, but I would do my best, pace the game, to leave the session at some sort of cliffhanger in yeah. one way or another. You yeah, can't. you don't. You're like, all right, everybody levels up. You all go to sleep. It's just one of those things. It's like, well. Yeah. You know, there's nothing for them to – the memory doesn't sink in, you know.
2: Unfortunately, with my schedule, um, I might be able to hit a couple weekends in a row. Or if it's – a if we play on Monday or something or whatever, I can play a couple Mondays in a row. Right. But my schedule will loop around, and I'll work a month of Mondays. Oof. Um. So like my I just had my my other group ask me, like, are we playing this Monday? And I said, you know, no, I'm working. And when's the next time we're gonna play?
0: That is sweet. So right. we, we have a we uh, have like
2: kind of a, like an
6: alternate plan when that happens is uh, like for instance next week our DM's busy and nothing we can do about it. So our alternate plans we're just gonna play like some you know board games like
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like
6: the last time we played uh,
2: uh, Hero Quest. You know, but as far as like they're saying keeping that story arc going, uh, I told them it's gonna be you know next month, you know, end of next month sometime. I mean, I'm working yeah. Monday, Monday, month. You know, I'm working a lot of overtime right now, so yeah. You know, I've multiple
1: players away. I can do like just freeform something or just run a one shot, just a, a game, yeah, s- mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah.
5: yeah. It,
1: it sucks but two, every two weeks is like about the optimal for me because uh like between me and my partner we've got some of you seen on discord six kids and another one on the way so one week there's not many kids here and it's yeah. quiet and then the next week it's like there's like a tribe of kobolds running around right. like just destroying the house so <laughs> I, I just have to manage it and, and that's the only way Great. I was able to do it was every two weeks. But the two weeks gave me a lot of time to really get that content. And I get maybe going back a little bit to what we expect from players and them to not fuck us around when there's combat and that sort of thing. Playing playing with a disorganized DM sucks just as bad. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, here's an encounter and then they don't know what their, their creatures are doing or that or they don't have the counter design again. You use a little the five by three cards or whatever. It's an invisible
2: book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! How does he do that? God, How's he do that, Zero? <laughs> <It's>
0: magic. What? <Well, laughs> he's doing <laughs> that? Name? It also says tech support in the group. <laughs> so I'm tech support. <laughs> so I just
3: I just rolled on our chart here, and I'm thinking. I mean, I, I, to keep, just keep it moving here. Uh, Home brews. Does yes. everybody use homebrews, or do we all? I mean, I know, I, well, I know you use modules, and I know, I know. I've used a couple. Not really. I almost very rarely use a module. If I do get a module, it's just for fluff for the rest. Of it. Yeah, it's inspiration really? for the whole brew. I just
2: I, mod- I just modify there's- modules.
3: There's credit to them because there's like like I said with the Forgotten Realms players, the Forgotten Realms manual. There's so much framework that I just have to fill it in, you know? So with modules, is I feel it's the same thing. Like they give you so much framework. You just got to fill in the blanks. You know?
1: Yeah. I chucked a picture up in the discord and this is one thing I believe, no matter what edition you run or play, the material from every other edition is so useful. And mm-hmm. like everyone knows the Volo's Guide to Monsters for 5e, but for those that don't know, for like AD&D, there was a series of these books, um, all around Forgotten Realms, and they're chockers with so much stuff like just bars that he went to or taverns and ratings for them, and there's NPCs and stuff on it. So you can homebrew, but still, there's no shame.
3: Yeah, cherry pick with me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I'm I'm totally into the homebrew thing.
3: I actually used some monsters from War Machine, which is a tabletop game. Right, yeah. it's a steampunk tabletop game, but they created some rules for 3.5 for some of their monsters and their big, their steampunk mechs, you know. So, I was using a monster from, from that game. That's what I was telling you guys last week. It actually almost killed the cleric because it was a monster that like was craving, uh, uh, like holy energy. So, the player <laughs> like, well, was the really coming after me. Why well? Because you're the only cleric in the group. That's well, was it JD's cleric that doesn't heal? <laughs>
2: So he what probably wasn't like there, interested though, in JD. <laughs> yeah, he was like, There's no healing powers here.
5: Got,
0: got nothing. <laughs> <Flamed Ron laughs> Angel, that's his name.
2: Oh, d- I don't think Grim knows about him.
0: Okay, oh. so basically, in Cujo's game that hopefully we're going to be playing soon, I, um, I made a Forge Cleric in 5e, perfect mm-hmm. for a dwarf. It's all about making stuff, you know um and they get a buff and everything but um no healing the way i got him built no healing whatsoever
5: yeah right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's like
0: a bad player it's ghost
3: my fucking mind <laughs> i can't put
2: pieces together
5: <laughs> oh,
2: oh, he doesn't even he have, have it it's
5: interesting yeah.
2: he doesn't have any healing potions or anything Oh no, nice. yeah, nothing
1: you're an anti-healing cleric. You just do not repairing. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm gonna see if I can find it.
1: Reverse healer.
2: <laughs> hey, you're dying. Uh do yeah. you need a hammer? I yeah. give you I can give yeah. you a hammer. Can, I'll
0: put I'll, I'll put one for you, okay?
2: I kinda need some health. How about uh I smack you in the head? I mean all, all I have is <laughs> I like have a shield? Baby. How about oh, a shield? You're, you're gonna be <laughs> like mage.
1: You're going to be like major pain. They're bleeding out. They're like, oh, I've been shot. And he goes, just give me your hand. It'll take your mind off it and then break their
0: finger.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here, bite on this real <laughs> yeah. quick. I'm about to hit you, everyone. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, here we go. Let's see if this works. What do we lose? Uh, Bill, Lost Bill. But he'll be right back. Okay. So he, I don't know if hopefully you can see this. Here yep. he is. It's
2: right here. Oh, gosh. We're going to see the unhealing cleric. Unhealing.
0: Yeah. With a fourth domain. <laughs>
2: You get you minus mean? minus stats minus uh, on dexterity, minus minus.
0: Uh...
1: Well, he's not doing any delicate surgery, so it doesn't really. need
3: no, yeah, he's not... dexterity. <laughs>
2: does, he, does, he, does he even have a medicine kit?
5: <laughs>
3: so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a Do second. You have bandages or anything. No. No. <laughs> Are you gonna forge much. the bandages? Wait, wait, wait. This guy's a cleric
0: uh-huh. that
3: doesn't heal. Uh
0: huh. With
3: forge, which means he uses his hands, right? That's with a forge, yeah. Parody. How does he even work? He can stuff.
2: It's just
1: really he's shit. Just,
2: <laughs> he's just like really brute force, <laughs> just like
0: just Hulk smash. <laughs> punch smash. <laughs> so okay, so bonus action, okay. spiritual weapon, almost strike, inflict wounds as a spell, and my warhammer.
1: Yeah, inflict wounds. Oh, you're on fire? Let me put that out. Bang, bang, bang.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm healing,
2: son
0: of a
5: bitch. I can't yeah. wait to yeah. kill
2: that character. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, one of those chale- that's one of those fun, challenging characters right there. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's going to be really fun for a while. <laughs> let's, see, uh, let's see
0: here. Um, proficiency in language. I got a mace... Uh, make tools, Smith's tools, and I, I can dri- uh vehicles, you know? Weapons, battle axes, weapons, and warhammers. And you can drive a car? Yeah, I can drive a car.
3: Nice. <laughs> it's very rare in d d
0: Yeah, tell me about it. But, uh, yeah, I honestly, out of the characters I made, I'm, I am really want to play this one. Just because. Interesting. Uh, traits, well, so
2: you you got eighty-five hit points. I mean, so you got that going for you. I mean, are I might be just
1: streaming this because I really want to see the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like being in a shopping center. Someone has a heart attack. It's like is anyone a doctor here? People are going to be calling for the
6: cleric. He's a cleric, and then come. Oh, man,
0: I'd be, sorry, I'd be like, I mean, like, I am not you. that guy. <laughs> don't touch me! Don't touch me! <laughs> like, uh, let's see. Uh the wing spells on my cleric level. I'm a forge domain. No, oh, I
2: got it. You just you make prosthetics. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Boy. Page. Boy. Page nineteen. At the end of a long rest, you can imbue a imbue magic into a weapon or armor by touching a non-magical version until your next <sighs> rest is die. The object is plus one bonus to either AC or attack. And damage rolls. He uses feature until you're finished another long rest.
2: But wait a second, though. Okay, he's level ten, uh-huh. and you can't you can't take cure wounds out of all the spells that you can take. You can't at least take one cure wound spell.
0: Nope.
2: Selfie bastard. Holy crap! Hey, I, I mean, I'm not a party member. I'm the DM, so I really don't care. I just
0: I have
2: I have to put it out there.
0: Oh, I'm like, okay. So normally, when you think cleric, okay,
2: you
6: think someone who can heal. You think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, medicine,
0: only like
3: medicine. Battle <laughs> cleric.
0: Why should I? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being selfish. So
6: you're saying it's a battle cleric?
0: Basically, the force. Well, that's
6: when you'd need the most healing, wouldn't it be? Maybe you're going to be getting hurt yourself.
0: Uh, well, you know, I have fire. Resi-
3: hey, you know what? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you all the credit in the world if you can pull this character off. I really want to see you get through it and I want to see you pull it off. For sure, for real. No jokes, no jokes aside. I really want to see you pull it off.
4: So speaking of that, Zero, when are you getting this? When are we gonna roll some dice, man? When are you getting this Windy City freaking rollers
3: game going? (laughs) As soon as I get over this damn coronavirus.
4: I'm telling you, I (laughs) Get over okay. okay, spoiler. You're not gonna get over it. Here, this is actually the start of the zombie apocalypse. All right. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, here I hear you. Yeah. Right. I
3: actually have the old. I actually have the old one, which is basically a cold. Now, it's just, it's just <laughs> our, our, the nurse that called when she called and said, "This is what you have." She was like, "I don't want you guys to freak out," but yeah. this is what you have. And I was like, "Why would you start with that?" And right. She's like, "It's basic cold right now." And I'm like, "Why would you? Why would you do that?" <laughs> me mean shit oh
4: <laughs> like, so yeah so you have to get this game together because i'm telling you here's what i'll i'm gonna play a subpar character i'm telling you with bad stats across the board and i promise you he will not only be he'll not only be a viable character he'll be an effective character i i promise you it has you more to do,
3: i believe it has that. more to do with the player than it you. does the
4: stats man
3: i I'm totally believe you. you with that i believe you can because i know you've got the experience to pull that off <laughs> totally i get it i'm just saying for jd's sake He's a new player i really i really look forward to seeing how successful he is with this character you know what i'm saying like i get it i i you know valid valid Totally. You, okay, you, you can
6: have bad stats, but he's playing a character that doesn't even make goddamn sense.
4: <laughs> <laughs> dude, actually, he's a, he's playing a character that is just pissing off the rest of the people in the party. Like, yeah. like,
2: but, yeah, like, dude, you just, had one. Like, you had basically one, just don't say you're a cleric.
4: Yeah, you had one damn job. Right? Like that <laughs> like, one guy. Isn't that me? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well
4: you had one job well especially yeah. because like the rest of the party is like oh do we have a healer do we have a cleric yeah we do we have a cleric a Cleric. And then, like...
0: <laughs>
5: we
4: need to talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> to you, I, guys. you said you wanted a cleric you didn't specify what kind of cleric <laughs> <laughs>
2: well thank out. god that each day that you wake up you can prepare your spells for the day and maybe you can change your mind and, you know, hey, you know what, guys? I prepared a, a healing word or a... Uh, oh, I got here. Mindy.
0: Wait, nope, nope, never mind.
2: Oh, man, don't even get me started on healing word. Healing word pisses
4: me off. I know it does. Oh, God, man. Oh, that yeah. makes me angry. Oh, sorry. It's superhero D&D. It really is. Come on. Even <laughs> you guys, come on. Even <laughs> hardcore 5e players realize that healing word is broken.
3: I don't know what it does. What does it do? Break oh, it down.
2: It, okay. it gives you uh it basically gives you a healing at a distance as a bonus action
3: it's not a tu- you don't have to
2: touch anymore. and it's like, but it only gives you a d4
4: so you can actually you can attack and you can heal at the same damn time like <laughs> it's bullshit
3: like you know, no wait a minute wait 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 Does, i didn't realize
6: a... that my cleric has healing word i was using it as like a spell
3: wait isn't there a 6 level it, it,
6: it
2: is a it is a level 1 spell but it can oh. be cast as a as a bonus a action. bonus action so you yeah. can't cast so you can, spell, so you're,
4: your main attack so you
2: can't cast a second level spell and a first level spell no but so you, you're only allowed
4: what, to what i'm saying is you can attack so your main so your your action can be an attack and your bonus action can be a heal <laughs> and you don't even you don't even have to touch the person like you like literally yeah. they're across the room and you get to heal them it's I was going to say though, isn't there isn't there in a,
3: a spell like that in three five for clerics? But it's like higher level. There's once, like healing hands. It might be the same spell, but it's like I don't think higher. I don't think
6: with cure wounds you have to touch them either.
4: Cure,
3: cure, wounds. No, cure wounds? No, you do. Without cure wounds. wounds,
4: you you ha- So the whole point with a cleric was the reason that it's uh, the reason I think it's op anyway is. If, a, if somebody if a party member drops, you have to maneuver, you have to get over to them, right? Yeah like, that's the whole point. Like with this hell, you don't even have to break off your attack. you can attack and then as a bonus action, you can simply heal. Boom, they're up. they're. Yeah, up. That's crazy.
5: Yeah that is.
2: you can only you can possibly only get one hit point and they're right back down. It's only a D4 hit points.
4: It doesn't matter. So yes, it oh, is
2: OP in that it's, sense. It's broken. The probably is it, a right is back it now. D4
6: plus your your uh, modifier. Yeah, uh, it a might
2: be a D4 point. plus your character level.
0: Actually, oh, I was looking at mass uh, human word. It's it's. It's
2: unbelievably broken, and I hate it.
4: <laughs> I hate it. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I got I it. It's a must-have it spell. A action,
6: I'm crazy. old school.
1: Healing a touch range. I need to lay hands on you.
6: So, basically, I could attack and <clears> use that <throat> in the same <clears throat>
2: I mean, basically, you just want to have a wizard or somebody that can get a familiar that you can cast cure wounds or through your familiar and and the familiar can go touch the other character. So it's kind (laughs) of the same way. I mean, that's how five E works with with their touch
0: spells. (laughs) Last set. My wizard used his familiar to cast shocking graphs on the guard. I'm like,
3: what? That's old but school, just, man. That's old school cliche.
1: Yeah, yeah. in in AD and D, like there's a like a magic hand which is like a spirit, like a hand that comes out, so you can load a touch spell onto that and then just send that to touch and and, and actually yeah. Yeah. do the spell. So it's like a I don't know, like a grenade, sh- yeah. grenade with a spell in it, bang. Oh, he, to he it
4: too. I'm like,
0: oh,
4: the moral of the story is Canadian. If if you're not doing that, then you're doing it wrong like you, you need to attack and use it i guess what i'm saying is if it's a if there if your dm is allowing it if it's a valid spell within you know in the game and nobody has called it out as broken then i would say take advantage of
5: it like so
4: yeah yeah,
2: yeah healing word's gonna suck like uh for it's like your barbarian took 35 hit points but or or seven hit points but he's got 85 more yeah but you and can you do it oh hey here can... healing word here's like Two more hit points back. Oh, geez, thing, that was on was a great.
6: cantrip, though. So, you're like, you're going to be casting it only a couple times in a battle or or a rest. Yeah, and it's and it's, wow. and it's
2: not a cantrip. It does cost the spell in, slot. I don't believe yeah. in cantrips either. I think so. Cantrips. It it, does, it is a, it is a spell, so it does use your spell slots up. But it's not a cantrip. Then... I have a cantrip that does more
6: damage than my warhammer.
4: Fancy and magic are bust, man. There's I don't I don't know what a cantrip is. I, like a cantrip is a cheat. It's a cheat code. It's like you know, you play a <laughs> video game and you put in the cheat code. Th- this is how
2: I look at cantrips. If you watch, if you watch your favorite fantasy movies or shows, whatever, and you think of, you know, I think of um, Merlin, right? They had a nice little series back in the day with Merlin and uh, King Arthur. I
1: remember
2: that. What what is what do some of the wizards do all the time? You know, yeah, they have these big fancy super spells that they'll be uh, using all their schematics and they'll be using their this and that and things out of their pouches and but one of the things they can always do is boom force back. Oh boom. You know, just like a match like quick little look like little their their little spin off one one hit wonder moves. They don't have you know usually don't fight with the sword or anything. So they have their one little maybe throw you back into the wall so they can get away. They have their their quick little shot so that's how i look at a cantrip it's like it's that thing that you just always know that's there all the time it can never run out it's your all little i, I guess spell. i think
4: about like let's talk about let's talk about the height of fantasy let's talk about tolkien right let's talk about gandalf like what what did gandalf have really like what i, I, I like nothing that's my point like i i don't, yeah. I don't have to focus.
1: But know. to me, like with Tolkien B
4: and 5E. I think they are. I think they are. We're, I think the magic you know, system is broken.
1: I I look at cant like when I think of a wizard with cantrips, so there's a wizard and his hair and his stunning spells. Cantrips are like he animates a broom and it sweeps the floor while he and so he doesn't have to stand there and do it or
2: yeah. washes 100%. the dishes or yeah. something
1: like that. To me, cantrips are just little handy things for stuff like that, but or open. I've got an armful of books. So I make the door open so I can no, walk through no, it. There, and are cantrips, the hand there. Or,
4: there are cantrips in five e that do more damage than spells.
1: That, yeah. That's what I don't think cantrips should be like any sort of battle, like combat orientated thing. Like, and I, I mean, they, this, like I don't hate five e, but these are just why. I Guess why I'm rooted in the older editions because that's just the way five e is. like you know. PCs are so powerful and they have all these things, which if people want to play it, which is all fine. As long as people are playing D and D, I'm stoked with it. But it just it I, it doesn't fit to me in my brain how a fantasy setting is to that degree. And that's why I don't like Eberron because I, I, I don't like technology. I don't have black powder weapons. I don't have Steam agree with that, I don't do the I don't do like
6: the that. tech stuff. Because it just it.
1: it's too easy for it to blow out and And as D&D changed, like especially going to like from third to fourth and now fifth, and, you know, it's so popular now, it's almost a spectator sport thing. People want the action. It's like when the NBA changed defensive rules to allow more scoring so the scores are high because it was more entertaining to watch, but it's not authentic like the old school basketball of the 80s with the Celtics and the Lakers and that kind of thing. And that's just how I feel about D&D. So I'm not a cantrip scorer. And that
2: dragon looks like <laughs> pretty sweet. It's nice. This is going to be the new I can tell you exactly how the after dark logo. There. I I would I, like to play the older editions just so I can get refreshed on how hard it was. Lacking yes. lacking it is of uh of like what we're talking about with cantrips and just the way the game is played um
4: But I don't I don't rule, know rule,
2: cam- rule like stat wise, because I can I can tell you what brings everybody into Five E, because I mean I've been playing it. It brought me back into it. I played three point five a, a little bit, not enough to really sink my teeth into it as good as I had a lot of the books. I mean, a hundred percent a lot of the books. Why, why is but easier fun? Why Why is it fun? Okay, well, no, like why for is, example, no,
4: no, I'm like did, zero. Just said you know how hard it was. Why is easier? Why does easier equate to? No, no,
3: no, no, I think it's it's more like you have more options. I mean, I didn't mean that it was it was funner. No way, not in any way. Uh, What I'm saying is, it was just you had to work for what you wanted in D and D back in the day.
4: And I think that actually made it. I think that made it more fun. Yeah, and I I, I think that the more challenging the game is, the more satisfying and fun that it is. And a
1: DM can make older editions easier you know you get magic items soon oh, yeah, and all that.
4: Had, uh, there are there are tons of money hall dms like there are yeah. tons of money hall dms and, I, and we- I don't
1: hate on five the whole 5e thing where people go online and look up character builds would be powerful i mean you see how much stuff they printed for second ed so these yeah. handbooks for those that don't know are full of kits which are basically customized build that have extra abilities there's one for every character class there are like dozens and dozens and dozens of kids.
5: the Blade
1: Singer and the Elf book, everyone wanted to do because they weren't allowed to play a it drought. It
5: yeah. It it, oh.
1: So you can let players min max, but I believe a like set first or second end with just the three core books can do so, so much and a rewarding experience without needing all this extra fluff around your characters. And, you know, if it's easy for your character to die, you're going to think about it a bit more before you just kick in the door and charge in the room. Boy.
4: I agree. I think it encourages RP. I think it that's what I'm saying. You don't, exactly. you're not relying yeah. on this. You're not relying on the stats that you have on the page. You're relying on your skill and ability as a player to think through a situation, to formulate a plan and to work together as a team. That mm. to me is what role-playing games are about. So with that being said, <laughs> like, like, oh. what, what's the appeal? Like what, so you were gonna you were just gonna say like what the appeal is then of five E. So what is the appeal?
6: Of- I think the appeal of five E is that there's way more option within what you're doing. So if you have limited options, then and I mean and I know you're gonna say you can know, our role play and blah blah blah, but I'm saying like, you know, with those cantrips or whatever, you can use them in what combination and that there's, kind of thing can- with all the bonus action type things and the that kind of thing, yeah. so you can really mix it up, so it's not just like, yeah, I hit it with the with my warhammer. Yeah, I hit it with my warhammer. Yeah, I hit it with my. You know what I mean? Like, there's more to um, that. I'm not I'm not fully defending it with that. I'm just saying that's kind of an idea. Like, my okay. brain
4: that's valid. But what I would say to that Canadian is that if if your whole concept as a player, if the only thing that you could come up with is that I hit it with my warhammer, then I, you know, like that's kind of on you that's not on the i don't know that that's necessarily on the abilities or the stats that
6: you have i think like well, i'm not talking about stats it, i was just talking about like, kind of back to that cantrip idea yeah. I, I
1: think ev- no edition is is insulated from that sort of just like lackluster doing the same thing like i actually sure. ran a fifth ed campaign for a year so i Actually, had all the five ebooks. I only just recently sold them because I just I decided I just want to go back to what <laughs> I love more. Yeah. And but I ran it for a, for a year, and it's like the meme. I'm sure you've all seen on Facebook. is like the Warlock or whatever, and it's the Simpsons things. And they're like, "Go on, say it." He's going to say it, and then it's like Eldritch Blast, and they're all like, "Yeah," because yeah. that was every fight: bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah. the
1: and players get so many things from level one that there's no, I don't think there's a development of the character that, and there's so much overlap having cantrips and all these special abilities. It's like the dream team from day dot. Like they're just, I, I, I don't know. like
2: Yeah. And I always, team, I, I play, play on that hook too. Them. I play on that hook too, as far as that level one, you're already an adventurer. What what were you doing? What is your backstory? Your backstory mm. is pretty huge because you aren't a level zero character. You're not a farmer that just decided to go, "Hey, I've got my water bucket and my spoon. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna turn into an adventurer now." You're not starting <laughs> off with scratch. You're not turning starting off with, "Hey, I got some leather boots that are like got a hole in my toe, and I'm gonna go out there and start fighting." You know, that's yeah. that's what I feel like AD&D is. It's like it's, you know, where 5e, the characters, like you said, they're already developed at level one. They have so much. But, okay, now make I'm going to make you role play. How did you get there? What did you yeah. do so far? Which is okay. why I love Where are you going that. from here? Why are you going from this level? And why did you come together with this group and push them to role play these already superhero-type characters?
1: Which is why, in any edition, I love getting, well, I guess it's a thing we can say we want from Blythe, a backstory. I don't need a 20-page opus on your no, motivation yeah. and what your hobbies were when you were a kid. But if you give me a paragraph, yeah. it's, it's so good as a DM. I think when if you can take something from a backstory, 10 sessions into your campaign, something pops up, and it's like something from somebody's child or some incident-related, and they're like, oh, holy shit, you know? And I actually think that the best
4: thing that 5e did for this game, I think probably the... The, the the reason that I was super excited about Five E initially was the fact that it 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 incorporated background and personality traits and flaws into the actual game. Yeah, like it, yeah. it was no longer optional. It was. I, I, I personally, I, I think that that was that's probably the best thing that that Five E did. Um, I think was, it was great like, for
1: new players, and that I actually like the fifth-ed DMG because there's so much material about it, about actually writing a campaign versus, like, some of the older. Like, the second edition one, it has some stuff in there, but I think 5e really gave new players a great jumping-off point. But I've just ruined. We played the older stuff. I like it. I like it better. But if you everything- guys come to play 5th, go for it I'm i actually
4: excited. i actually think that the ad and d dmg is the best dmg that's ever been written the one
1: a one is the best yeah so that, it, like, the
4: yeah. ad and d dmg is the best it, it's honestly it's the one book that like i use throughout whatever edition you're playing it has so much it's all it's system it's almost system agnostic it has so mm-hmm. much information in it that is good information to have it, it's just a fantastic book so yeah
1: and i think that's a great thing too I guess, to mention, I, again, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're playing 5e, you've got four other editions worth of material to pull stuff from, and it doesn't just have to be, like, modules and filler or even other games. You can bring in mechanics from, like, Vampire the Masquerade or, yep. or dra- Dragon Age or whatever. Like, the more games, I guess, you play as a DM, so much stuff you can bring into the game. And a player can come to me and say... Oh, I was playing a game and had this really cool ability. I'd like to have a character that has that look. Like, I don't believe in like min-maxing, but I'll work with them a bit. Okay, let's see if there's already something similar that we can maybe graft or mould to make your character that bit more unique without going stupidly overpowering. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Ultimately, yeah. and that's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, again, I feel like you guys, that I'm like this evil DM who's basically giving you a bucket and a spoon, and that's just not it's as far from the truth as possible. Otherwise, I would <laughs> have no players, right? What I'm saying is, I, I want to let them play the character that they want to play, and I want to give them the abilities that they want to have without breaking the game, though, right? Like, without it becoming where without it becoming a crutch, and then they're they're instead of actually thinking through and playing out their character, they're basically just going, Okay, well, when I make it to third level, I get to you know, I get this special ability or I get this feature, and then they're relying on the mechanics to define their character as opposed to defining their character and choosing mechanics it's back to things. the video
1: game thing. The mechanics is the, is the, yeah. Yeah. the thing that drives it, and re- yeah, on, but... leveling up in the old editions <clears throat> was so was so much more rewarding like i played a mage you roll 1d4 for your starting hit points and i rolled a 1 and my dm's like well you got one hit point yeah how hard it is to adventure like i could just trip over and die
5: yeah i've got
1: one hit point i could just uppercut myself in my sleep and fucking be dead (laughs) so and then you get to that next level oh yes i've got a bit more hit points. Uh, or,
5: or, or. points yeah.
1: <laughs> like I, it, when I DM ad 1st level, I let them just have max hit points, and they're like, "Oh, awesome's like, "Yeah, you're a major F4. Right. Like, right. be careful. Right. <laughs> but, Back to
0: yeah. the homebrew. Okay, anybody play Crystal straw?
1: I'm sorry. That, that... I, I
3: didn't hear. <laughs> Actually, I'll I buy play the,
0: the original Ravenloft
3: one. But yeah, <laughs> the original Ravenloft, and I, played First, one, so... I
0: had a background called the Dark One. And basically, I twisted it because my player wanted the Dark One background. I'm like, okay, fine, but I want complete control of it. Because what are you gonna do with it? I'm like, trust me on this. So basically, every now and then, it's kind of like he's possessed. Like every now and then, I'll have his eyes go black, and he'll like. The other players would just seem him like talking to himself <laughs> and uh, honestly i got some he's watching, i got some things that, like he gave me full control of that background to do and i basically threw cool. uh, that from that from that so basically right now he's battling himself to keep control of his body
3: i mean
1: I I like stuff like that. Like, I guess you can't let a backstory then overshadow the actual campaign and that sort of stuff. But if it enriches the character and, like, the experience for all the players, like I ran a game and one guy basically said I've got Tourette's. It didn't affect the gameplay a great deal except they were trying to hide. He didn't roll a 20 and he screeched out or whatever. It it made it a bit more interesting. So I I personally like things like that.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, mine, it doesn't break the game. You know, mm. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't interfere with the rest of the game. It's fun. You know what I mean? Go for it. You know, quirks are really cool to add to to character development. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, as long as it's like one of those things where the player is like, well, I'm this. So I cannot save you. So Yeah. yeah you know, I like, don't like
1: that. And then you start I'm gonna pick the most obscure, stupid thing and then define yeah. my character's whole existence around that. Like yeah, I mean, no,
5: you're,
0: you're not like...
6: What I did with, like that's what makes my character fun to play though, is like I'm I'm like a like a ma- not massive was it saddest or whatever, like where you're like basically beating on yourself. Not like take a beating for like yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. Like that's that's the nature of the kind of cleric that he is. Right? Like so he'll he takes like I think I was explaining it last time. But he has a holy sim. his holy symbol can heal someone for, for one damage, but you gotta take two. You
1: should give that to him. it's a criticals cleric. <laughs> yep.
0: Hey, I, it. I, got, I, took, I had mass cure wounds, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, took and I took cure wounds, okay?
1: The wounds that you inflicted, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna heal you so I can bait on you some more. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can team up.
0: Stinky <laughs> attack for 15. Lay on hands for uh, cure you for 15. <laughs> but, like,
6: but I mean, I that's know. that's what makes him fun to play is that he has like that that quirk makes him interesting. Like he'll heal he'll heal a bad guy to keep him alive after you've defeated him, kind of thing. Mm.
0: That's creepy. But that's, but
4: that's what makes the game cool. That's the whole thing, like the weird character flaws, the weird, like, like
3: of course. Of course. that's what leads
4: to to roleplay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, the capable of carrying on that quirk. You know what I'm saying? And again, not using it for a stat boost or just solely beneficial. You know what I'm saying? Like when it, when it becomes a thing, it's like, well, I only picked this; so it would be completely beneficial to me. But I'm not going to play the quirks. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well.
1: Right. Or, or, like, the people that have, like, a low charisma. Oh, I've got yeah. a low charisma. You don't just have to be ugly. Like, you could just have, like, your ears have been sliced off or something. Something that's odd. Like, make, a, make it a little bit different. And then if your ears are missing, why? It doesn't just have to be, I'm just, like, butt ugly. I could have been handsome and had acid thrown in my face or something. like. Yeah.
0: So I have a question. So for, me to, for him to keep control of his body, I had to make a strength check against... The force that was trying to take over.
3: Should have been a will check.
0: So make it a will save. So right.
4: Why was it a strength check? I I not a physical like it's not a physical being, it's like an incorporeal being. It's um
1: like internal. It's internal. And you're mentally battling with it. Uh yeah. Yeah, Well he
0: was like fighting well he the dark one wanted to kill the kill this guard and he he didn't want to
4: right so it would be like a mental it would be an internal battle not an external battle. It it's like
1: the Luke incredible hulk. hulk, bruce banner and the incredible hulk like yeah. don't
2: make me angry like i'm trying
0: we to hate like i'm angry yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's awesome mm. i got his autograph, like hanging up right here it's just he picked up it was so funny because he just got back from lunch and he picked up my daughter, put her on the put her on the table, and started just tickling her and stuff. I'm like, creepy.
5: <laughs> That's what I <laughs> would say too.
4: So, well, who said that? I, I, I'm <laughs> a, am
1: I about to kick the oh, Incredible Hulk's ass.
0: Like, yeah. I'm like, wow. But yeah, he just picked her up. Well, he asked so oh, too, but he. I think mean, he asked her up. I'm like, Are you,
3: Are you talking, talking about, about Lou Ferrigno? Huh? Are you talking about Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. I thought you were talking about your player character. <laughs> 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 I, was the group. I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I, met, I met him once um, at a convention and I went to go shake his hand and get an autograph for him from him for my mom because she was a big fan of his. I swear to God, man, this dude stood up. He grabbed my hand. And I felt like a child.
0: I know, right?
3: And was so big. He was like, you know, that'll be twenty dollars. I was like,
0: oh, I'm getting jacked by Lou <laughs> <laughs> Take
3: thirty. <laughs> took my money. <laughs> can you
0: hear me? I didn't have nothing for him, son. Yep. And after I paid, I uh, like, I'm like, I, I'm like cool, Joe.
3: Hold up, uh, he's hold up. Right. Okay. Can I, uh, yeah, I can hear you. You're a little
0: low. Yeah. All right, hang on. All hey right, guys. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is. That all right,
2: can is you hear me any better?
0: We, we need better. shirts. We need shirts.
2: <laughs> all right. I, before I go, because I don't have much time left on my battery, and I got to go to work tomorrow, I just want to touch base real quick because I, I have in front of me on my tablet uh all the cantrips to get back on that <laughs> subject. Um, He's like a dog. Uh. No, I, I never really got to touch base on like everyone. what people like in, in 5e. And what I guess I like about it too, if I were a player character, let's say you are that wizard mage and you you rolled low on your hit points, but I, I wouldn't give you a 1 or let you keep a 1. But you're, you're level 1, you got uh, a few 5, 6 hit points. You've got a couple level 1 spells, and in 5e you got about 3 cantrips. Mm. And you got to pick them wisely. Um, a lot of the spells are non-damaging. Now, if you want to be an asshole wizard and pick three damaging cantrips, you could. But you're talking about almost all of them are melee. Um, so you're that weak wizard that's going to have to get right up in the hand-to-hand combat and whack them with this spell that's going to do 1d8 damage. Um, and if the ones that are... At range, are usually you have to roll two hits so you have the chance of missing and then the low damage uh, amount. So, what I'm saying is, if in a, in a lot of people in fifth edition are very combat focused, they're very what can I do when I see monsters on the board and I want to attack the monsters when you're putting the, the orcs on the table because I want to kill the orcs. Okay, now it's a wizard's turn. Oh, man, I only got a couple spells. I better save them because there might be a big boss later. I only have these spells. So, okay, I've got a dagger. Okay, I really don't want to get into hand-to-hand combat and smack them with this dagger. So, you know, they're they're just trying to stay out of the fight, trying to stay out of the fight, trying to stay out of the fight, because they don't know when they're going to get these spells back. They only got a couple of them. So having these cantrips is, okay, if I pick my cantrips wisely, those are the ones I can use as, like, my weapon. Because most everybody else gets to attack, and I just get to sit and wait and hold my spells for the big boss because I only have a couple spells, and I don't know when I'm going to get them refreshed, where I'm going to actually be able to sleep, where I'm not, I'm going to be safe enough to sleep. So, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, Druid Craft, uh, Dancing Lights. I'm going to make some lights. Yeah, I'm not worried about guy making some lights so we can see. Uh, creating a Bonfire, uh, con- Controlling the flames, you know, making the flames rise in the bonfire so you can make some thematical scene um, and, you know, and it's role play. Um, yes, you do have like chill touch and that is ranged. Um, it's, you know, 1d8. It can't miss. But everybody likes to talk about Eldritch Blast, which is a warlock spell. Yes, mm-hmm. it is the hardest hitting one. But that's almost all the warlock can do. He doesn't get any cool spells down the line. He's not a full spellcaster, so he's not going to get to ninth level spells ever. He's very focused on. He's going to be doing a lot of eldritch blasts, and he he might get a couple other cooler spells down the road. But he's already took that path. When you take that character, you're just an eldritch blaster. I mean, you're kind of that guy that's going to like maybe do a cool spell every once in a while, and then he's just going to be getting everybody away from me, blasting them.
3: Three, five—they're like sorcerers. They're one-trick ponies. You know, they get a yeah. Sorcerers dudes.
2: are kind of like that yeah. middle-of-the-road wizard that you know yeah. they have some innate magic that you know that it's part of their bloodline, and so. But they don't—they're not quite the wizard that can do all kinds of stuff. But I'm looking at gust, um, light, light uh, <sighs> lightning lure. You know, basically like setting a little trap. Mage hand. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of non uh damaging cantrips um that obviously don't break the game and most of them that i see that are damaging are 1d8 which if you take your average weapon and walk up to somebody melee combat and hit somebody it's basically giving them that this is what i can do on my turn without having to waste a a precious precious my precious spell slot That I only have like maybe two of, and I don't know what A and D and D does. Maybe you've got 10 spells, you start off with 10 spells and a whole bunch of spell slots. But if I've only got a couple hit points and a couple spell slots, I don't want to be that wizard that's going to be like, like, just protect the fuck out of me until we get to the last room so I can unload my WAD. But that is, I I don't want to do that.
4: That is the wizard's. Place that is if that if is that's cool. the wizard's
2: place, that what you'll get in today's day and age, why five E is the where it's at, and why I love it, is because it gets everybody in the game, and everybody loves every character in the but game. And they feel, like they're, they're somebody, they, they feel like they're there's somebody they feel like there's somebody from day one, from room one, all the way through the whole thing, and not protect the fuck out of me because then there's a whole lot of races, or not a whole lot of races, but a whole lot of classes that need to be protected. You right. can't have a bard, a wizard, and you're, a um, and someone right. else.
4: And you're absolutely right. And that's the point of a role playing game is teamwork.
2: Yeah, I guess that's that's what I'm saying. Fifth edition brings more versatility to a party. It brings more versatility to like, you know, hey, I really would really love to pick a spellcaster, but well, shit, if 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 everybody else, if nobody's going to be a tank, then we might be in trouble. Um, we might need, and in, in, I was thinking, AD&D. It's super 100% h- important to make sure you don't have more than one wizard. I mean, if you have a, more than one spellcaster or more than one weak, weak class with hit points, you know, low hit points, you're going to be really in trouble because you're going to be playing back to back. Okay, get the, get the wizard in between us because if he gets touched by one spell or one, one skeleton, we're done. You know, but we need wizard, to keep him alive. But if, but if the wizard does
4: survive, he becomes one of the most powerful characters within the game. No, and
2: I agree with that. Whole, I oh, a hundred percent agree. To,
4: it's risk versus reward. Like you, 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 you don't get. You shouldn't be able to pick a character that's going to be the most powerful character by the end of the game, and and be super powerful and viable in the beginning. The, that's the risk versus reward. I'm going to risk being a wizard and be legitimately made of glass and die on one hit. But well, and I they survive, still die in 5e. But if I survive, <laughs> I'm going to be quite frankly and legitimately the most powerful class in this entire game.
0: Right. The wizard in my campaign right now okay. is should I paint, stronger, right?
3: Should I paint this up to this point red or should I just make this all bone? All bone.
4: Mm. I would say red.
3: Red, right? Like partially. Pinkish, just, yeah. 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 And
0: then the horns
4: start back. Okay. Like uh needs a pick not Cujo man, I'm I'm saying like if five years your game, <laughs> five E is your game, I'm not No, I'm just explaining
2: I'm just, I've, just I've trying to explain, to
4: explain it who like know what, what anyone is. should play. I just think I, I, those types of things right like those these all of these these concepts i guess don't ever really occur to me i i don't really care whether I whether you know I have some really cool power or ability or or thing to do on every turn, right? Like I'm just I'm sort of thinking, right? Like I'm strategically playing I know. The game and I'm playing as a part of a group. So in other words, if I'm the wizard, yeah, I do expect the other party members to protect me. That's kind of their job. And if I'm if I'm a frontline fighter, if I'm a tank and yeah, it's my job to protect that wizard. Like that's just kind of how I guess I,
2: I, I see exactly play. how you're seeing it but I'm just trying to explain it from a today's day and age what who's playing 5E right now and the yeah. type of players that you're going to run into Yeah yeah is no. the video game mentality but not yeah. all the way they're coming back to role play Yeah, that's why fifth edition is cool that it's got some role play elements and it's got some old style elements in it that gets people with their backgrounds and gets people in the story. And people want to keep their characters alive because they feel like they want to have this cool story arc and they keep coming back every week to to develop their characters and they like it. And you can tie in their backstories to the storyline. And that's really cool. But they also do like. What, from what i can see from my young boys to even my mom to um you know these other middle uh, the other groups all in their 20s um they like when the action hits the table okay they, they're about the tactics and where to go and how, how do i you know not not like number crunching mathematical i got to make sure i get the sneak attack damage in I mean, she forgets that half the time anyway right but it's the fact of like how we fight this and i mean i and i constantly i put them down i mean i put the bar down every single time um so they're they're still strategically trying to play the game they like that part of it but i would i think they would uh, and i can see that they would hate that i don't have nothing to do this turn i have uh, you know they even feel drained once they do a bunch of things they still like okay uh uh yeah okay, I think my turn's done. Yeah, I guess I'm done now. I don't have anything else I could do.
0: One uh arcane tradition for the wizard, better is, oh yeah, that looks good. It's definitely got
3: the red's got to go all the way back. Yeah, well the horn, yeah. it's the, those. That's where the horn starts. So that's gotcha. usually I'm gonna change it to like I'm gonna make it like a bone color. So yeah, yeah.
0: Singing yeah. in, in uh, Sorcos, it's one of the traditions, and that wizard uses swords, such as. Rapiers. Mm-hmm. That is freaking strong. Like, my player that's watching right now, that's what he is. And golly, it's like, I don't know what to do. It's like.
2: like wait, I- don't don't talk about it right now.
1: <laughs>
2: He's watching.
1: Like, I, you know, I would agree. I would agree that 5A suits, I guess, the the mentality and that PC gamer thing, and it's probably a easy transition from people moving from computer games to taking up pen and paper RPGs in general.
2: Yeah, think about it. Like uh, if you're playing Skyrim, and I, I love yeah. Skyrim. If you play, okay, I'm gonna play a wizard this time, so I'm gonna do the magical route. I had I, whenever I go to attack, and you're you're one on one, you're by yourself. It's not a team game, but. You, you have abilities that you can do. So you you're used to that mentality of, okay, I'm a magic user. So I'm going to be shooting fireballs or blasts or hmm. free uh, frost or whatever. And yeah, it's going to progress and I'm going to get bigger, better spells as I go through and, and things are, you know, sometimes I got to put a, a spell takes both my hands and it takes a long time for it to generate. And I might be getting hit in the process and it, it stops my process. So there's elements of, the game that takes, like, concentration to, to get your spell off and time mm. time durations, like we got time durations, like this spell is going to take 10 minutes to cast. So, yeah, maybe not that long, but, you know, you have some video game elements when you're playing games like that, mm. but you don't ever have that, that weakness of I have nothing to do but be- protect me until I get to higher levels.
4: But, but okay, but but, okay, so, but here's, and I guess this is maybe, okay, I, I'm, glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. No, and I'm serious. And I'm not, and again, I'm not invalidating anybody's preference or style of play, right? Like what, What? I guess what I'm saying though is no matter how open world the video game is that you're playing, no matter how large of an open world it is, you're still, you're still limited by that, the, 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 the limitations of that game, meaning you yeah. only have these set abilities in d d the whole point of RPGs, the whole point of tabletop role-playing games is that there are no limitations. What I'm saying is you keep going back to, I don't have anything to do this round. I don't have anything to do on my turn. You don't... Your turn doesn't have to be an attack. Your turn doesn't have to be an ability. You are not... You are limited by your imagination, right? And you're literally... I don't get the concept of I have nothing to do this turn. Like, and and no, this, that I mentality... it's the fight. It's have, the fight, you, it's you, the you fight have, mentality is what I'm talking about. You have unlimited options on every turn. That's the that, difference between Skyrim and a TTRPG.
1: That well, that, that mentality of like, um, oh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to do. Or my character, like people defining the worth of their character solely by what numbers are on their character sheet and their abilities. It's happened in all the editions, so it's not just a 5E thing. But so I think as DMs we are in the position that if we have players like that at the table, well I'm gonna run my adventure where I'm gonna play to your weaknesses. I you're not gonna be able to like rest on your laurels and you know, oh, you know, I can smack down anything that comes my way. I'm going to put you in situations where all those spells or cantrips and stuff that are on your sheet aren't of use or immediately obvious. So you're going through those one like a fire. That's not typically an offensive spell, just raising the flames. But, you know, if someone's got a bucket of grease and they, like, throw it across a thing and they're getting chased the next thing, you can turn things into offensive weapons. I want players to not just go well i can do this much damage with this and then my free action lets me do this and and blah 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 like it, think-
4: exactly you're never limited to like a video game limits you to okay i can either press a b c or d right like i can either attack with a yeah or I yeah, can, yeah that's not what that's not what ttrpgs are for at least in my opinion right like that's not why well, I, I, I guess I how i'm how i'm looking play, at that skyrim like because I love Skyrim, right? And there's How- a reason like I mean I love Skyrim for the fact that it is Skyrim. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. PTRPGs because it's a it's a it's a collaborative effort and it it stretches my mind and it makes you think on your feet and it's challenging and it's like I love role playing games. For the exact opposite reasons of why I love Skyrim, right? It is a social interaction. It's a social game. It forces you to use your mind. It forces you to think outside of the box. To me, Skyrim video games are just rote memorization. And when people play D&D by just rote memorization, well, I have this. I can do D8 worth of damage plus my proficiency skill. Then you are just playing a video game. So why not just play Skyrim? It's more fun.
0: Well, like my players yeah, just... because right, when yeah, it I'll comes go, down to
4: jump
2: out, I'll talk to you later right.
0: thanks for joining us
2: when it comes down to combat that's that's basically what it is most people want to play combat and once you roll initiative <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get out of combat you can break it you can kind of like throw your hands up I want to give give up um you know I, there's different situations there's where the the enemy can just know that he's got you uh, and on, on your on your heels and say, hey, you know, you can as a DM go, hey, it's, all right, he's holding a, a sword to your throat, but saying, hey, you know, you guys gonna throw in the towel or whatever. But usually, once initiative is started, most people start going, okay, what can I do? What are all my abilities? What can I, you know, I, I you know, you, you can get creative with maybe some of the items you have on you that you bought or you know in your equipment check checklist whatever but you're still again you're you're going down your sheet what do i have on me get to try to get creative and then there's a the speech to get creative with am i trying to talk my way out of it okay i have went down I've, I've looked at all my equipment i have nothing i can really do that's going to be fancy to try to do anything with this or do damage or because we're fighting now we're in it we're in a fighting sequence we know that we're it's hostile maybe there is no these are monsters there is no talking with them so you will throw, throw talking out the window and then you say, okay, well, I, I look at my dagger. That's not really going to do anything. I don't want to get close to him. I don't want to waste my spells. So, I, you know, that you know, you start getting, you know whittling it down to try to get creative. But uh, I guess that's, that's where it ends up getting to a lot in most of the games I play is, you know, you get into that combat, what can I do? And I think that's why 3.5 came, 3.0 came out, 3.5 came out, 4.0 came out. And fifth edition still has all these different stuff right off the bat because it's like you said it makes it easier. It, it's kind of the creativity because you have all this stuff to at your disposal and it gives you those ideas. Now, yes, I still like everybody to get creative beyond that, but it gives enough people enough fruit on the tree because a lot of people aren't at your caliber what you're talking about and what you know, you, you expect from I'm thinking of the people that played that game or grew up with AD&D or yeah. know, Second Edition. I think today's day and age, they need more fruit on the tree, and then it's up to us to get them to keep going and and still. I, I push my players all the time to get creative. I say not don't ever don't look at every combat or every combat type of situation as a combat. Yeah, you can c- kind of get away from it. You can go around it. You can do other things, but once you do get once you do get into that combat... That's badass. Sorry. That is really cool.
4: I, so, and I'm not... Really, please, don't get me wrong. I am not thinking <laughs> that my way of playing is the right way of playing. I don't think there is a right way to play. Like, if you're having fun, right? Like, if, if, if you and your players are sitting at your table and you guys are all having fun, then you're, you're doing it right, right? Like, you're playing yeah. right. I think what I'm saying is, you know, it all comes down to preference and the type of game that you prefer. I prefer a narrative game. I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't even, like... Hell man, half the time, most of the time, ninety percent of the time, I'm not even pulling out a mat and minis, right? I'm playing theater of the mind.
2: My game is mm. a very
4: narrative game. It's a <laughs> very, very narrative game.
2: game. And I and I I, 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 and I already knew that by talking with you. Game. I already knew it. I don't. So but that's I'm not saying
4: that's right. I'm saying that's that's my preference. Everybody has a preference.
1: Well, I've actually never run. A game with minis or maps i've been like yeah, i've been playing right. so yeah you're total opposite 30, of me yeah, yeah 32 years basically i since i first started playing obviously i was i was a kid I, when i started I, I think i'm
2: exact opposite yeah, yeah. i've never but, ran a game without terrain that's and a, a map and map that, something going on
4: and that's a preference right like i mean there is no there's not like right or wrong
3: or like i yeah right but that's the get. I played with both without maps. I played Theater of the Mind from we started back in the 80s. <laughs> and I developed the interest in miniatures um, outside of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, and and that's what brought my interest of it into Dungeons and Dragons. And then when three came out with the actual rules for incorporating miniatures and maps, I was like a kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? It, it really just helped. And I noticed with certain players, not everybody. I mean. More modern players, and I'm, I say that you know, not in a negative sense, but just more modern people who just started, like at three. You know what I'm saying? Beyond, or, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't get the 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 build your experience in second edition, first edition, like we did. Mm. You know, I noticed with them, visual references just so much more uh, crucial for them, right? Like it's just you know, you could explain it, you could detail it, you could you could write a complete detailed explanation that an architect could draw from but there's somebody at the table who's like, I don't, I don't get it. Where am I standing? You know what I'm saying? And and I not saying again, theater of the mind is fine. I know people who play it still. It's great. Whatever. I just, like I said, I have developed my interest in miniatures and, you know, obviously again, it's a broader scope than Dungeons and Dragons, but I found that it does help so much more. It's like having a digital tool for your DMing, right? It's like another tool that's just going to make the game go easier for me. Then you know what I mean. Like here, here you are. Here's everything that around you. You guys figure it out from there. Yeah. not it's kind and, of and I, the suspense because it gives you a bird's eye view of things, which kind of breaks. But that's in any miniature, any tabletop miniature game that you play. It that's the that's the the negative, right? It it gives yeah. you a bird's eye view.
1: I I definitely yeah. agree too. Like I like I've played other games of minis. Like I played like Rogue Trader mm-hmm. in, in the early like early nineties, like. The second edition of Warhammer 40K, and I played fantasy, so I love miniatures. And now, because I'm going to be designing sort of ones that like our kids can play, I'm actually going to start crafting tiles. Like I'm just going to do a out of cardboard, like DM Scotty style, and that kind of thing. Pretty D printing, man. And, <laughs> oh. and, and, and well, well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for work to send a three D print up of the office so I can use it. <laughs> but oh. um, it's um, uh, yeah. forge.
4: The only time that yeah. I use, so it's funny, the only time that I use minis in a battle mat is with new players, players who are just coming into the game, um, you know, like new newer players. I don't I don't I don't use minis in a battle mat with people who are um, used to playing, right? or who pe- people yeah. play for a while or mm-hmm. certainly people who have played previous editions right like so i did not play any 3.5 i did not play any fourth edition i legitimately left the game like you know i i played essentially i played bx through second edition right and then left the game basically missed three 3.5 and four and then came back for fifth edition um so i don't it is a completely different world for me right like the same thing.
2: it's not like but i didn't want you to get me wrong that I I think I can play with in your game. Like if you DM the game, yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Personally, me. Yeah. But I know my players, I know majority of probably people that I've seen that's playing five E and you know, and is watching critical role type stuff. And Matt Mercer has a lot of role play in his stuff, but, and not in, that the but end, that in the end. In the end it's still it's still I mean, they might role play the whole four hours, their whole four hour show. Yeah. And it's cool because it's a story never, and you're watching it.
3: I don't like that show. Changed my mind. A
2: lot of people, lot of people don't like it when they bring the, the, the terrain out and they go into a battle. Now, but I like both of it. That
3: show because it perpetuates a false identity for the game itself. It gives people this false idea of what it should be as opposed to, like Bill says, what it could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's, it's getting it out there, right? But if it's not a great message, do you really want that message out there?
0: Well, I, people, here's what doing.
3: I will say about Critical Role. Like, say, like, whatever, whether
4: you think that Mercer's a good DM or a bad DM, what I'll say about Critical Role is that it, it probably more to bring people into this hobby than anything else in the world. Like, I mean, like it really—they brought a lot of people into this hobby, which ultimately is a good thing, you know. Regardless, and this is why I'm saying it all comes down to preference. Hell, man, I don't care what edition you play or what system you play, as long as you're playing. You know what I mean? So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like um, Hasbro. D&D was going. Uh, I guess D&D was going under until so fifth fifth edition came out. Then they have said to this day, fifth edition is the best for us you know because look at it look what it's done how many people has it brought to
1: like it's made the fifth edition and there's a lot of i've had a lot of other players tell me this or people i've talked to it's really closely tied to AD&D in some ways and sort of left out a lot of the stuff from 3.5 and fourth which was just terrible terrible like i don't care I don't really care for edition batching sort of thing, but I'm going to say four sucked, and yeah. you just you just can't convince me of other. I, you know, I
4: never, I honestly, I never, I've never played it, and I feel like so. I I really don't have an opinion anyway in terms of the edition wars because I can't I can't have an opinion on something I'd ever played. But I almost feel like I have... Fourth has such a bad reputation. I feel like I have to play it just to see what it was like. Like I, I
1: but they, some of the books were still awesome, like the monster books and that. But I, right. I, I, I guess they were really trying to make. It felt like more like a tabletop board game than an RPG to me.
5: Yeah.
1: I, or, I I bought all the books when they came out because I didn't do three or three point five, and I went well. I skipped that. I'm still an AD&D player, fourth thirds coming out, clean slate, let's give it a go. And i just like, what? And i sold all my books. I wish I'd have kept them just because I should have kept them and, yeah. and maybe I shouldn't have sold my 5E stuff. I don't know. Like, I ran 5E locally because that's the only edition that I can get people to play. But I'm like, I'd rather get on Reddit and use Roll20 and play A&D yeah. with people over the internet because that's just what I
5: prefer. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: But...
5: Uh, it like,
4: is hard to get anyone to play anything but 5e man like it is really hard to get anyone to play anything but 5e like i
2: said i i, I said i wouldn't be worried to play in your game but i would be worried for you to play in my game because i'm worried to even dm for you guys because i'm so table map focused i i do like to tell a good story and get a good plot going and all that but if you're just full like i don't even know how i would do it just online I don't. I mean. Well, you could. But
4: yeah. you, you could use. I mean, roll. roll yeah, twenty has. Be. Yeah, like roll twenty. You can use a battle map and a grid and like. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. I'd just be so happy to play. I wouldn't care. Yeah. right. <laughs> we go. That that
5: is is that's awesome.
3: Vibe. That is awesome. So is that is that your next tattoo zero or like what? Well, oh, no, I don't know whose artwork this is. I stole it off the interwebs. Nice. Um, but oh, I just—I always I felt it. like I, I liked it a lot because I love Red Dragons. And I felt like I really wanted to use this for my channel when I was going. Live. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like you know, I could put Zero's Hobbies up here somewhere. Yeah. But I just, just like the profile of the Red Dragon. So. It
1: looks friggin' awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But no, I couldn't get it attached tattoo because I don't know who the artist is. So I wouldn't want to, you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But uh, from I
0: somewhere. can help throw 20 stuff. It's easy to set
1: up. Yeah. I actually have to learn how to use that because like as of like this week, I'm actually I've started so many campaign worlds over like the last 20 years. I never finished. I've resolved myself that I'm doing it from scratch. I'm going to make videos of the whole process. I'm creating the whole world and then I'm creating some modules. Obviously, I won't give away the secrets of what it goes on in them. But Roll20 is what I'm gonna have to basically lean on to get people that want to play AD&D. So once I've got stuff going, the call will go out for players. Try to arrange times, and yeah, that's
4: man. No, when I'll- you're starting, when you're kicking off your AD&D game, I'm I'm so in, man. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Now is the okay the rules encyclopedia? That's AD&D. No, no,
1: that's basic.
4: That's, so that's- back. Yeah, yeah.
0: But
1: the you can. You can get the PDFs, like... And, you know, like, I'm not running... Like, second edition went crazy. Like, people think, oh, they print so much for, like, 5 e or 4E. They have nothing on 2E. There is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things that are printed. I'm going to basically... Homebrew World, the core books, that's all you need. Don't have to get thick and fancy with all the extra extra rubbish.
4: You should run a Dark Sun campaign. That's what you need to do, Grim. I That's don't the know, only just, thing I, don't know think I, I have. Wotzi hasn't brought out Dark Sun for
1: Five E, man. Like, I have Spelljammer and Planescape, and that for some reason, somehow, I don't have a single Dark what Sun thing. It? Then I don't, I don't. I don't want to do with Psionics. <laughs>
0: when they announced uh, Wild uh, Wild Mountain, a lot of people was mad because they didn't announce. They didn't get. Everybody thought. Oh, we're going to get a Dark Sun. We're going to get a Dark Sun campaign setting. We got everyone. We got to get Dark we're going to get Dark Sun next.
1: Nope. Dark Sun is so cool and if you've never read into it about it, just reading a bit of it, I don't just go to Wikipedia it's so so cool and it you know, we've got so many things that are similar like Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance and they're awesome and I Dragonlance is probably my my favorite I suppose. Dragonlance or Greyhawk, but Dark Sun it, it's just so, Spelljammer's heaps different, but uh, it's kind of sucky, uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I would a, say.
4: <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Spelljammer. Yeah, but I, I don't about, like it. You talk about, like, having nothing. Talk about having nothing but a bucket and a spoon. Like, yeah. you, you couldn't even find a sword. Like, metal is, metal is like, if you found not a magical sword, just a standard steel sword you yeah. like you you were the shit like yeah right because like metal was unheard of in the dark sun world so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: It, and you know you got like thry queens and all that the gladiator bits, oh it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's like mad max co- cross with the gladiator cross yeah. it, it's it's freaking cool like, yeah it's was
4: badass cool. Dark Sun was definitely better.
1: And never what about the Dark Sun stats? 44 I, plus 4.
4: I was never a fan of spelljammers. I mean It sucks. It's easy. like yeah. well, I have a heap of
1: it and it it, 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 it just sucks. Like so yeah. no no one wants to battle space hippos. I don't care what <laughs> anyone says. It's just
5: <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's always one. There's always one.
3: <laughs> no, are you never,
2: are, are you ever are you ever
5: spelljammer
3: fan? I never played. Okay. But I was always fascinated by it. Okay. I've got a
1: bunch. I've got a bunch of Disney shit like modules and box sets. So. Disney put you got, out a you got cartoon. guys over here. Um,
3: Disney put out a cartoon called uh, Treasure Planet. Really? Oh yeah, I love it. It reminded me so much of Spelljammers, like just from what I read, and I was like, man, that'd be pretty cool. To play in, but nobody I nobody likes it. Nobody ever, nobody I knew ever liked it to play it to run it. Nothing. So there's like, oh, there's oh.
1: one guy that did a series on YouTube. There after like thirty or forty episodes, and they were playing it and yeah. watching it was cool. But then I was like, would would I actually play it? Would uh, you?
4: exactly? Like, <laughs> but that's my whole thing. And Zero. I don't think you would like it either. It sounds like a cool concept, and then yeah. you like sit down to play, and you're like, this is goofy as fuck. Like, what am I? I, I can't like, yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Well, um, how about?
0: Bowl chance huh How about what a super bowl chance
3: no 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 don't start that don't, <laughs> don't even do that right now
0: okay we know you're a bear you need a timeout <laughs> oh
3: wait, 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 wait.
0: hello what 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 oh what
2: what uh oh <laughs> the zero in timeout
0: yep we can timeout. timeout she won the super bowl
5: <laughs> hmm. Listen. Hey,
0: we waited 50 years for that okay 50 years finally got a good quarterback good team they deserved it okay but I'm a fan
2: myself so alright so I gotta roll I gotta learn roll 20 mm-hmm. that's my uh, homework
0: I can you know what hit me up I can help you yeah. on it I ran uh, my online sessions that what we used
4: well, I'm in a I'm gonna set up uh Tomb of Horrors for A D and D in uh twenty. That's how we're gonna play through that. So yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah and we oh, can play we're, Is- we're starting off at level ten in that, right?
4: you you're, well I, I, hate wants to just use the pre gens, so I think you yeah, oh, okay. you are just gonna use the pre gens. Um, so are we
3: set old school tomb horrors or new fifth edition tomb of horrors? So hate wanted to do old school tomb of horrors,
4: but I mean I am down to run either. I can do either yawning portal 5e conversion Tomb of horrors or you know like or we can do old <laughs> horrors whichever.
2: Well that's the one he was going to have me run initially the <laughs> 5e version
4: Hey man, if you he want to run Tomb but then, of horrors, but then
2: he heard that you had the original, and he really wants to play the Die Hard original.
4: If you want to run of horrors, I am down. No. I'll play
2: through no, that. He, he wants he wants you to play the Die Hard original. <laughs>
0: hey, I'm game. I want to honestly. I want to learn different systems, and I want to learn the difference between each edition.
2: I am actually curious to just you know get. Dip my feet in the so the thing
4: water. is though, like I feel like I think the that 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 adventure is like a meat grinder, it's not, man. It, I know it, I don't, that's, a, that's a
0: traps module, that's not a no, uh, really
2: to me, for me. I'd rather play something else,
0: yeah, because
2: right. It's,
0: but I like uh, hate says, but he likes old school.
3: Well, yeah, there you go, yeah. The, the, the old little.
0: one is is
3: fucking badass, like the, the old, old one. original one. Does anybody have the uh, Temple of Elemental Evil, the original? Yeah, somebody it. should run that. That's a good can. That's a good uh, module to run for people who haven't played Second Edition. I'd rather yeah.
1: you just homebrew something. No, I've um, got Temple of Elemental Evil, Queen of Spiders. So um, you you got Lords, you got to like. start
4: in Hamlet though. Like you gotta <laughs> like you gotta start from the beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Night Below is another awesome old school A D D day and day campaign and Underdark the one. It's it's cool.
4: So, DMs still just put out a reprint of Night Below. Like so um it's the you know they they reprinted the box set but as a book.
1: Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Really. Interesting. I've always wanted like I guess I like having the old one, but
4: so um they, they reprinted it like but it's it's available as a book instead of the box set now. Yeah, I see yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, hmm. interesting. You know, that's not bad. 26 26- you, know you know what? Know I want to play in the hardcover.
3: I want to play the new Call of Cthulhu box set. I'm I've down to different. play Call of Cthulhu. Too. Does anyone different. have any of you run Call of Cthulhu?
4: Play whatever, no. I want to learn. I haven't run it either. Like I've, like I, I've played it, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't run it. So, yeah.
0: right?
1: Okay. One thing I'll say, actually, probably a little bit off topic, but if you're DMing and you don't use minis and stuff like that, I'm still like a massive believer in props. And it was only yeah. just going hand-out. through, yeah, 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 through the Night I thing. So they have like, they had like player handout. Stuff yeah. like obviously you can make your own scrolls or whatever it makes it a bit more authentic. But if you give a player something that they're holding on to and they've got this ring and it's on the table and it's just like you it's know, like it's right in you the know. front of their minds. It's, it's, I've done play. handouts,
3: I've done it, I've done scrolls, I've done letters with wax seals, I've done Yeah, I've done, all that done, stuff's awesome. I give it away. Like I realized like after the fact I'm like Oh, that shit's gone now. I gotta get more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just got expensive. It was like you know, and and even just to craft something, you know, uh, to give them, you know, like I wanted to craft a that they had to figure out physically. You know what I'm saying? It just got to the point where it was like, oh, I can't. I, every two weeks, I was like, I can't keep up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it, great because they get to go home with something, and they were just like, "Really? It's for me?" And you're like, "Yeah."
1: I go super crazy, but even like just tea stained letters and things like that—they're cool. It just adds a little bit extra. All right,
3: guys. I'm gonna dash. call this one. This is, I'm calling this done for now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's Lord, I'm just use it. Cool. Cool. To the, the
0: best beginner box for three DM is the fifth edition essential kit. Bet because it has everything a DM needs.
3: Yeah. You gotta I still, I still yep. have to do the giveaway. I, I got you gotta be my giveaway. I got basically
0: I got all four starter sets for fifth edition. And out of them all, the essential kit's the best. The most yeah, the original is good, but for a a newer DM that's just coming into it this day and age, I highly recommend the central kit.
5: Yeah.
0: It's because pretty, it shows how to create you can characters.
3: Which is the coast? Huh? It was which of the coast paying you right now?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But Making
0: money. I know. Money, 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 money. They're paying me.
3: You
2: can use his Amazon link, and uh, <laughs> I don't have an Amazon link. They won't give me a link. <laughs> the the guy it? wearing the D and D ampersands.
0: I know, right? But I do have. I need to start putting that in my uh video, my um, uh link for uh, DMs. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Some, make some little
3: gravestones.
0: But uh, yeah, like back. Okay, so in AD and D and stuff, do they have starter kits?
3: No.
4: Well, yes, yes they
1: no. did. They did. Yeah.
4: They have the basics. Like box sets, but AD and D oh. like their box sets was they weren't starter kits though. There, there you know, was
1: there was an AD and D one, were, and it had like yeah. a CD with backing music and stuff like that. That that? That, 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 was, that was like late like, late nineties, like right at the end when that was sort of winding it up. But they did okay. do one.
3: But it's, it's not like, like what these are. No, like,
1: it's it's shit. It is shit. Well like the fifth ed ones are way better as a gaming product. I
3: didn't mean it like that. What I meant was. I'm sorry. What I meant was, there the content in the box was like geared differently than the new sets are. Like the new sets are like, you're gonna we're gonna give you everything you need to start playing this game from the jump, you know. Whereas the original box sets were like, we're gonna give you the tools to build a good game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like an
1: introduction thing, right? right a star, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right.
3: So I mean, yeah, there was there was there was some point. because I remember the original red box, it literally had. Like a little adventure player's handbook, a set of dice, and that was it. and like
1: it had and it had the it had the solo adventure, so you yes. could learn how to do mm-hmm. mapping and stuff like that
3: too. Well, yeah. but Redbox was, Red wasn't AD and D. Redbox man's no, no. first no, no. but but but, it was they, like, did, but they did like, do an AD
1: and D it.
3: But that's what I would consider a, like a starter box, right? Like that, that yeah, Redbox yeah, yeah. was to me yeah. like. You don't know nothing about this. Here you go. Yeah. I yeah. made a player's handbook, a Dungeon Master's guide, and everything else cool. to accent that. But and once you got those books, what was in that starter set was pretty useless. But it was good for like you know a twenty-five dollar purchase or thirty dollar purchase, whatever it was at the time because I don't know where the the ratio. I think it was like 20 dollars or something like that. And it was a good way to just literally jump into Dungeons and Dragons. And like I said, it was that was that was what we had. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, but like I said, it's not now. The people who played the Red Box are the people who are designing the new starter sets, and like, let's put this in there because that will really help them get going. Let's put that in there; that'll help them get going. You know. Like yeah, yeah. I, just else- a, I just
1: chucked I just chopped a picture of the AD and D one in the dis- in the Discord. Mm. So.
0: Oh wow!
1: But it came with a CD, like there was like music on it. But at the start, they sort of had like. The, have, like basically a DM like narrating like you, you walk into the dungeon and rah 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 and a yeah. little bit of background so yeah, this like really, this is what a DM does sort of thing like, I have never
4: to, I have never seen that I,
3: always, I have never seen that product you know who's yeah. in that CD the the actor who played the Green Ranger on Power Rangers what's his name
0: Casey David Frank oh,
3: all really? right he's in that CD he's a voice Ryan actor Reynolds. in that CD <laughs> Ryan Reynolds.
5: <laughs> Deadpool.
0: <laughs> We're gonna fuck this turkey. <laughs> Give me the bard. I want to fuck the dragon. I want to fuck the dragon. Hashtag not safe for kids, guys. Critical are you all allowed to swear? Crit, uh, are, you, are you allowed to swear? Crit. I just did. Uh, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, so just say it first.
3: I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say like we should wrap it up. Uh, yeah, no, I gotta
4: gonna, jump. jump. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Guys, yeah, just, guys. just a heads up, real quick. I'll do the. I'll do the, the the obligatory stuff after, but I wanted to thank you guys specifically for coming on, Kujo. Everybody, you guys are awesome. Um. I will help. I'm going to help Crit go through some of the stuff we go through on the channel or on this show specifically. And I'll I'll try to keep in touch with you guys so that for the next one, you guys are a bit more prepared to what we're going to talk about or, or go over. Or if you guys have ideas of things you want to discuss, hit me up or hit Crit up or hit us both up. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of so we can be prepared for the conversation. You know what I'm saying?
0: I'm actually going to send out the next list of topics.
3: I think the one you have is good right now. We can actually scratch, scratch off the ones we touched on and just kind of go over the ones we haven't. You know what I'm saying? I think that's – got a good start. You have know? you
5: just thought
1: about ripping the audio out of this and just chucking it as a podcast and, like, Apple – well, you don't have to do any real hardcore editing. I wouldn't worry about that, but just I, some sort of – I
5: had thought you know, about – I was
1: really checking into Anchor, but I don't Yeah, know Anchor, how. yeah. Well, I listen to a few podcasts that
3: use Anchor, Yeah. I don't know how, but I mean, if you guys know how, let's do it. Why not? You
1: basically just upload it, and it auto-publishes to like the Google and the Apple yeah. and that. So I listen to a few AD and D podcasts, like Faco's Hammer, and that they use Anchor. So
3: everything you just said sounded like French to me. I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, work, I work in IT, so it's it's normal. <laughs> He's speaking French again. Yeah.
0: You know if I can upload the audio. Don't harass you. me because I don't freak your
3: French or whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But um yeah, I think we'll wrap it up and uh as always guys, um please check out these guys channels. Um yeah, I'm Grim am Grim DM, it's a critical uh you know,
0: Pro stats, I, I, I roll stats, zeros hobby. I
3: said roll stats, zeros hobbies, saver die. Um the Overboard DM, Blue Street Customs, you know, um Thaco. We've got a lot of good people, and check us out on Discord and our Discord server, the Tabletop dungeoneers um I'll have crit will put the description put it in the All description here. below for anybody who's interested, come check us out because look look at what we're dealing with these 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 clowns are phenomenal you guys <laughs> 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 you're still letting me be a part of it <laughs>
0: you, know, you know how much I've learned since we started doing this though huh you know how much I've learned since we started doing this well, you know keep an open mind, right yeah.
1: We're, you're always learning as a DM. You're
4: always learning. Yep. there is no wrong way to play. So there you go. That's that's. I think that should be our tagline.
3: There's no yeah. wrong. That's, yeah, that's, that's like a good. good. Like
0: yeah, so thanks for coming on, guys. Hopefully next week.
3: Yeah. You're a on guy. Yeah. On Should be like on that. here. Yep. All right. Thank you, guys, man. Well, so I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, thanks, guys. You guys, soon.
2: thanks, thanks guys. You guys. Thanks, out. fellas. Happy Roller twenty. It's a, it's, critical. A
6: critical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a critical. you for bringing us, guys. <laughs> Say it later.
0: Thanks again, Grim.